I swear I'm Elmer Fudd sometimes. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 83 of the Superhouse Podcast. We have quite an episode planned for you today. Um, I am joined by Joey. What's up? Maddie. Hello. Stefan. Present. And senior correspondent Ben. Batman Yo. correspondent. <laughs> Batman correspondent responding. <laughs> <laughs> and then Athena Finger is joining us again, and her sister Alethea Finger, or Alethea Mariota. Is joining us for the first time. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey, sorry, I put you guys together there. Sorry about that. So, um, we have the 2017 mid year roundup coming in later in this episode, but first we wanted to kind of go over um, kind of what we talked about at Comic Con a little bit, where, where, what is going on with, um, I don't know, what do you call it, the Finger Estate with WB right now? Um, is there any update at all or? Oh, you want to be specific about that? Well, we have an agreement in place, and uh, as other creators can speak to, if they have an agreement with Warner Brothers, um, it can be challenging to get them to follow through the way that you'd like them to. So we're in that process right now. We, you know, there's always bones of contention. They're, they are um, responsive, but uh, let's just say, you know, we don't really always get what we want. <laughs> right. So just for the listener, Alethea, you are a lawyer, correct? I am. Okay. And you've had to deal with like these high-end million-dollar-plus lawyers at WB? Yeah. It's been a little bit intimidating, but I think I rose to the challenge. <laughs> nice. How was it going in those in a room with all those people? I'm assuming mostly dudes. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. again, like hugely intimidating. You just think to yourself, whoa, what am I doing here? Um, but I know why we, why I was there. I mean, we, we fought to be there and we were just super persistent. And I mean, we're not, we're not letting that go either. I mean, now that we've got the agreement in place, I mean, I'm going through the proper channels. I mean, there's, I'm not saying that we're heading into litigation or anything like that, but you know, it really takes, it takes a strong character. It takes persistence, which Athena definitely has, um, and you know, put us together. And I mean, we're just not, not going to let go, you know? Right. And what's, what's the, the main goal now? Because you got the credit on every, on pretty much everything. And, um, what, what are you fighting for currently? Well, um, we, I mean, it was always our position. I think most people agree that it, it is just as, as unacceptable to, to profit from the Bill Finger name and association without, you know, just compensation. And so really we're just pretty regularly uh, arguing about that just compensation portion. Okay, so they've given you the, the credit, but they're not giving you any money basically. Well, there we have an agreement in place, and uh, like any agreement, you know, you, it can always be read in multiple ways, and yeah, pretty regularly with any kind of um, uh, work that comes out that's related to to Bill Finger, um, we usually have to fight for what we think we're we're deserved uh, according to the contract we've signed, the agreement we've signed. 
And right. I've talked with other creators and they, they said that's just par for the course with them. That's just how they do it. First, they, they push back and they don't pay. And then, you know, they wait to see like how, how persistent you're going to be. So you think your chances for success are pretty high at this point? No, I mean, I win some and I lose some. I kind of pick my battles for the ones I'm going to dig in my heels. And then it also is a question of um, the, the, the amounts that we're talking about. So thankfully, I'm an attorney and I don't have to pay someone to do this. But some of the amounts really wouldn't justify hiring, you know, a high powered lawyer to do this work for you. They just kind of you wouldn't really come out ahead. Um, and I think that's just wrong because they know that they know it. It's part of their strategy. And um, we we've asked Athena uh, the first time that she was on, but um, I guess we'll ask you what, what was your kind of relationship with um, I guess Batman in general growing up was this something kind of swept to the side because it was a little bit weird or yeah definitely it was um, swept to the side because I knew that uh, my parents had tried to you know my stepfather Athena's father. Uh, who I was very close with, um, he had tried to get the credit for for Bill, and he just timing is everything, I guess, because he knocked on a lot of doors and just didn't get anywhere. Um, and you know, a sad story that at the end of the day, uh, he went, you know, Athena's father, uh, Fred, went to um, DC Comics with a whole bunch of Bill Finger memorabilia, writings, and, and other things, and asked them to put it in the vault and hold on to it. And they refused. They, they no. didn't take it. They said, we don't want it. And um, it ended up getting lost in the mix. And I just recently requested um, to have access to anything that they had. And they told me they didn't have anything. So <laughs> I, I think that's that's pretty depressing and unfortunate. What were some of those items? Do you know? Manuscripts, um, I think some photographs, but some basically things related to his work uh, with for DC, because he worked for them for a long time. Right. So I think probably would have been cool to see his handwriting, you know, on, on, on some of the, the manuscripts and, you know, just missed out on a bit of history there. And you guys grew up together pretty much or what was yeah, the situation? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. With and, our mom. Oh, okay. And what state was that again? Massachusetts. Uh, in, yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Athena, are you, are you, you go in with Alethea to do for the, um, for the uh, legal proceedings or whatever? No, you I did it? not. Um, I let her go and deal with all the legal stuff. Um, she's the lawyer, so I let the, you know, the one who is trained to deal with that issue, deal with it, and um, trust that she was doing a good job, which she did. And they won't, I mean, you don't think that they'll ask you to come in at any point for any of that, or is it pretty much all up to Alethea? Um, I mean, I guess if I wanted to be there, I could be there. Yeah, what exactly? Just... She, could, she could have been there. What exactly do you have to present? To them at this point, I mean, what else? What can you say? I guess without without getting in trouble. Like, what do you you go yeah. into that room with the WB lawyers? What exactly do you say? What do you do? Well, we we don't meet with them face to face because they're on the West Coast, but and we're on the East. But uh, 
it's it's really a lot of back and forth phone calls, emails, kind of thing, and it's just it's very tedious legal, you know, semantics and really also negotiation because of course you you focus on the legal, but they're very concerned about PR as well, and they're concerned about other things, and so it really is the art of negotiation on top of what the substance of your back and forth is. So it's layered. And it's pretty much settled. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a layman to these terms, but settled out of court. You could say that. Yeah, absolutely. So no case was ever filed. Uh -huh. um, we just, uh, if you've seen the documentary, you know, we, Athena received a document that asked her to sign away her rights to anything, potential rights. Okay. Um, and she showed it to me, and I said, please don't sign that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she knew, of course. Wow. <laughs> had to bamboozle she you. Knew. <laughs> she knew. But then that started the whole journey, because then we said, okay, look, we, you know, she, Athena had been working with a different attorney, and I said, you got to get rid of him, you know. And then he, again, it, it, so I was really managing that legal side of it, where you know, it's, it's nice that you could find an attorney who would work on contingency, you know, where they, they get a percentage of whatever you get. Right. But, uh, but at the end of the day, you also have to be careful of the attorneys because they have their own agenda and they can sometimes not cut you the best deal or they're asking for way too much, you know, too high of a percentage, which mm -hmm. was the case with this, this first attorney. Um, so, you know, it's hard. It's, it's not an easy process. And I, I think a lot of people feel like, why didn't Bill stand up for himself? Well, I think if you look at the times, I mean, he had a lot of things stacked against him. I mean, it wasn't really realistic to think that an artist of his, a writer of his, uh, you know, depth and creativity would really have those other skills to stand up for himself. Yeah. To me, of course, I've, never seen any video or anything i think there was one um maybe a voice clip in batman and bill i can't remember but from what i gather it seems like he was kind of like the kind of like a typical um introverted artistic type and just got run over yeah that that's my feeling what do you think athena that's pretty accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that seems to be the information that I that I gather. So pretty much this whole thing can be um, what do you call it discussed about and kind of resolved all through email and sending I guess snail mail eventually back and forth signing documents and never really meeting with these guys. No, we had our big meeting where we okay. hashed out the 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 agreement we had, the settlement. And and now it's, you know, it's about the enforcement which I have I have basically one or two contacts that I, I, I address if I have any concerns or which I do <laughs> regularly. Yeah. And so, you know, there is, there is quite a bit of back and forth. And I mean, again, I don't feel like it's getting resolved to the level that, that I'm even comfortable with yet, but um, I guess I'm uh, in talking with other people who are in the same position I, I've just learned that this this is part of the game, and I've and I've got to step up to it and and do the best I can here too. Whereas, you know, I, I naively thought we get the settlement, they pay out, super. No, that's <laughs> you know, not how it goes. Right. So. Right. So when you got the name in the initial victory, you thought there would also be money coming. 
Well, the, you know, I'm not allowed to speak to the, the, the details of that. There is a financial component, but okay. um, again, it's more to the, you know, there are specifics about how that works and uh -huh. it's on those specifics that they fight you, that they say, no, we're not going to do that. We don't think the contract supports what you're asking, you know, the amount that you're asking for on that. And then okay. I come back and say, well, I think the contract says that we're due this amount, you know, based on X, Y, Z. And that's okay. really the conversation back and forth. And can Mark Nobleman help you out in any capacity as far as this is concerned? Mark's great. You know, Mark is just a true researcher. He puts everything on his blog. You know, yeah. he's just very transparent. And, um, you know, believe it or not, he, he helps both sides unwittingly. And that's, that's okay, because he's a researcher. He's out there to find, you know, the facts and the truth. And, and you know, it, it's, it's funny, because uh, Warner Brothers watches um, what anyone who does that kind of work very closely. Um, they're there at Comic-Con, they're, you know, keeping tabs on people of interest just to see where they're at and just pulse on, you know, what's going on. We see if there's any kind of disputes that, that they should anticipate if they hear people talking about it. So, you know, they're saying, sappy. I mean, WB is tracking Mark Nobleman's movements. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they just like, they follow him, you know, they just follow okay. his social posts. Oh, no, okay. no, private detective, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they might be following. Social. At least some people are. Some people at WB, maybe one or two people are doing that. Who knows, right? Hey, I, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't want to know <laughs> what level of uh, of uh, surveillance they keep on what's going on. But I, I do know very openly they, you know, they attend panels at Comic-Con and they um, – you know, they follow people on social media. I mean, if it's public, it's it's out there for, for people to to hear and see and, you know, interpret their own way. So does your the way you look at Batman and Batman fandom in general, has that changed over the course of all of this? That you're the people that have supported you and the people WB fighting you at the same time and things like that has is that has your perspective changed on that whole thing definitely oh. just because i didn't really know much about the development of the character and and all the the different creators writers artists everything that went have gone into creating this iconic character and and i just started to look around i just i saw it everywhere everywhere you look you see the bat symbol you know i mean t-shirt yeah. or something game you know it's just pervasive and that's wonderful and and i and i have thought a lot about like why how did this catch on to such a global level yeah. why do people adore this character so much and i mean I, I really think it just comes down to that fact that he isn't batman isn't a a superhero you know he's a reg, he's a real person with flaws and a dark side and you know and he just found a way to deal with this personal tragedy and and I just think people can really relate, you know? Yeah, I think, yes, definitely. What, do you have a favorite incarnation of Batman, Alethea? I absolutely loved the trilogy, the latest trilogy. I was... Oh, the Nolan Not one? Batman versus Superman. Yes, the Nolan one. I, I loved it. I thought that was... 
I actually cried in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> the Alfred scene at the, the... <laughs> I don't remember which one, but it was so <laughs> intense. It was really good. I saw it at the IMAX and I just, oh, so good. <laughs> Athena, what was yours again? Did you have a favorite incarnation? Is there one? Um, there were two, remember? The animated series and ah, yes. the Michael Keaton. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> is this something you guys fight about or is it pretty much not an issue? It's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're all on the same team here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What's your position on Batfleck, Alethea? Ben Affleck. On Batfleck? You're going to have yeah. to... Oh, yes. Um, no, I like him. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm supportive. Give, I, I thought he was all right. I, You know... Uh, the Batman versus Superman, it, like I said, wasn't my favorite. It felt like a very long trailer for all the movies to yes. come. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, it was action packed. Uh, I think Ben can do a good job. I'm looking forward to whatever comes out next. Me too. All right, cool. Um, any other, um, do you have any questions for us? Well, what's your favorite incarnation of Batman? I asked the same thing last time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because now I want to know. <laughs> it has to be known. Well, somebody that hasn't answered or hasn't talked a whole lot yet, go, you, go ahead, uh, uh, Ben. Uh, for me, the animated series as well. So I agree with Athena. Uh, I grew up on that and just the Kevin Conroy voice. In fact, like, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, there is there's like a clip from a show recently where Kevin Conroy did the dialogue from the ending of the dark knight and it's just so like chilling to hear him like say those say the same words from that movie and everything he's just he is the voice of batman in every really time I, pick up. I fully agree with that when i read the comics when batman talks i read it in kevin conroy's voice yes i think a lot of people do that yeah <laughs> can't be helped honestly yeah. of course not it's soothing. It's soothing. <laughs> Have you guys met Kevin Conroy? I did get to meet him back in 2014. What's he like? He's just super nice. Like, he really feels like he's been honored to be able to play the character. So he's very gracious. He's, he's a classy guy. What can I say? There's this great story I heard on another podcast. It might have been Fat Men on Batman, where Kevin Conroy, after uh, 9-11, he lives in New York, or he did at the time, and he wanted to help out. So um, the only thing that he could do was help out in the restaurant, and the restaurant come up, came up to him and said, so do you have any restaurant experience? And he said, hey, I'm an actor. Of course I got restaurant experience. Nice. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so he helped out in that way. Nice. Um, yeah. So Joey, um, I think as a whole, I would say the Nolan trilogy. Uh, but I think my favorite Batman movie is uh, Batman '89. Michael Keaton, just All like, right. yeah. I that's like I you know it's like the first one I saw in the theater, and I can, I basically quote the whole, you know I can I know every line to the film, and I love it. <laughs> Maddie. Um, uh, the animated series, and I'll probably say like Batman Begins, that first one. I was just like, oh my god, this is the Batman I remember from all the comics I've read. I love it so much. 
But yeah, those two are my are my faves. Them's my faves, Stefan. Uh, I think probably the animated series as well, definitely. Even going back, watching the later seasons when they changed the comic, uh, they simplified the animation style and changed the costumes a little bit. Nightwing came in and stuff like. They just really like went ahead with that universe for a few more years after like the big hit of the first um, was it like first four seasons or no the first two seasons. Um, so it's I don't know it's just I, to me that's the best you can get aside from reading like the the actual comic books of of like the Bat Family you know especially like you know on TV or cool sound effects and whatnot. I'd say it's a toss up. I think I think as far as consistency, consist being consistently good, that that animated series is probably the best because that held a level of quality for what four years? How long did that run initially? Yeah, four, I think. Four. four. And but, but the uh, as when I saw the Nolan trilogy, especially the first two, it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? This is yeah. the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 When that when that joke when Heath Ledger Joker came on too, that was like a fucking yeah. transcendental experience. Just about. I think I remember saying that that was the best movie ever made at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I saw time. that yeah. I saw time. four times in the theater, man. That's the last time I saw something that much in the theater. Yeah, everybody wanted to see it. it. wasn't hard It wasn't hard to go see it many times. Like a lot yeah. of people, I remember was like, I haven't seen it yet. Like, let's go fucking see it. And, I, I haven't seen Hellboy 2 to this day because I saw that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come out around the same time? Oh, yeah. And Iron Man 1. They're all the summer of 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big summer, man. All right, dudes. I think and dudettes, that's cool, I guess. Let's all, we're all going into the next one. Um, to the Woo! next big topic. This is going to be the big enchilada here. So this is the 2017 mid-year roundup. This is the best TVs, music, movies, games, whatever you got um, so far. We wanted to do this a little bit earlier, but we've been a little bit sidetracked with some other interviews. But um, uh, so, yeah, Alethea, Athena, and Ben are joining us for this as well. So it's going to be pretty cool. So let's do, let's say movies. What do you think first? Is that good enough or what? Yeah, sure. yeah that works. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's start off with the top five. Well, I'm thinking top five. If you have less than that, that's cool because I actually can't fill some of the other categories myself. Um, and you can have runner-ups too. So uh, anyway, um, let's start off with Alethea. Are you going to start off with me? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, you can't do that to us. No. Start no. with Athena. She's good. No. She watches more movies than I do. <laughs> it could just be one. It could just be one. Um, we can skip you for now if you want. It's hard for her to yeah. get to the movies. She has small children. Okay, I got <laughs> Totally understandable. Um, ben, can you start us off then? Sure, I'll start with one. Uh, for me so far still is Logan. Okay. That still is me. I think that's one of the... It's it's one of the few times where like you can do that ending thing because of the fact that those actors have done the role for so long. I don't think it would have been as effective, honestly, if this was like the third Wolverine actor or something like that. Uh, but because we've seen Hugh Jackman in that role for so many years and everything, it, it creates such an emotional feel to it. And it's it's so well done in terms of just how simple the story was and everything. And of course, like the the ending is a tearjerker and it's just a perfect way to to end it off with, you know, a perfect final line for him, in my opinion. 
So to me, that's still the top of the year. Do you have any nice. any other than that, or is it you just have one per? I mean, that's my definitely still at the top of my top of my list. Uh, I do. I mean, I have enjoyed like the other superhero movies this year. Obviously, like Wonder Woman is up there as well for me. It's just that um, to me, Logan is still my favorite. Cool. All right, Joey. Um, I've got a couple. Let's see. I don't really have them in order, but I I enjoyed. Um, let's see. I guess. One of the early, later movies I saw, Dunkirk, was really good. It was really well done, seeing that in IMAX. Uh, a few of us just recently saw Dunkirk, so we'll hear those reviews soon. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think most of these are going to be like superhero or action movies. Uh, Get Out was one of the sort of, uh, I guess, uh, sort of breakout uh, movies um, from Jordan Peele. <clears throat> uh, that was really good. Um, the new Spider-Man was, was, uh, a surprise, you know, we, I, I really was just kind of on the fence for that film and just really didn't know, like, I was like, okay, we got, we have another one, um, you know, with a new actor and he did well in civil war. So it's like, okay, so at least he can be a good Spider-Man. Let's just see how the movie goes. And I found myself just like laughing through the whole thing, just how super fun and charming it was. Um, I don't. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Um, so good. Yeah, that was a good, like, just sort of like, uh, kind of gritty, like, dark comedy um, film. Um, I saw that on Netflix. Uh, that was fun. John Wick two. If you saw John Wick one, this is just you know the sequel to that. It's just as good, just as like fun, and just watching Keanu Reeves, just you know. Fucking do his thing, as well as Atomic Ice Bond. Ice Fools. Ice Fools, exactly. <laughs> Atomic Bond is definitely, uh, could easily be a John Wick Part Three. They they all fought there. That was that was real fun and just a good uh, just ass kicking film. Uh, I think that's that's where I'm at for now. Cool, Maddie. Okay, um, I have six, so. Um... And that's cut down from 10. So, <laughs> uh, so the first, uh, I, I'm going to say a cure for wellness. Cause I fucking love that movie. I thought it was weird and just strange and you don't see anything like that anymore. I um, have that on Netflix. So I'm going to be, despite what too. reviewers have said, I enjoyed it. Uh, the, the thing, the, the last part of the movie was the thing that threw me for a loop. I'm not going to say anything, but I just did not see that coming. Uh, lost city of Z I saw recently and really enjoyed that. And, uh, I worked at half price books for a while. And we sold this book all the time. It went on sale all the time. And I always was like, oh, that sounds like a cool book to read. It's based on a true story. Um, really well done. Um, then Okja, which is a Netflix. Um, I, can't, I don't know the guy that directed it, but he did Snowpiercer. Um, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, and he did Mother. And I love both those movies. And this one's great as well. Uh, Wonder Woman made my list because um, I think it just has to at this point. It's the first time. We've seen this on the big screen, so she's got to make it into the top five. And then uh, Get Out was also uh, one of my top picks. Um, just a good thriller, man, and uh, it re reverses a lot of stuff you've seen in thriller and horror films, so that's always good to do. Um, and then my last one, i got to throw it in there because I'm such a fan, Alien Covenant, despite what people think. I love Alien, <laughs> and I will always put an Alien film into my top movies of, this, of the summer. Nice. Right on. Stefan? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say Wonder Woman as my fifth uh, most liked movie. Um, just really liked it. I think aside from the villain being pretty weak, uh, it was on par with like the enjoyment levels of The Dark Knight. I think it's just like solidly done. I really liked it a lot. Um, so it's more comparable to maybe Dark Knight Rises. Sorry about my dog. Um, and my fourth is probably is Get Out, just for the same exact reasons that Maddie had was saying. Maddie and Joey were saying um, it was just a really like refreshing kind of film. I like anything that's like pro- provocatively kind of like um, what would you say? How would you describe that? You know, just Jordan Peele. Like who saw that coming from Jordan Peele? You know, and people are right. hailing him as like the next uh, Hitchcock after that and everything. So it's just really cool, and I'm really excited for these more of these like socially driven uh, horror films and thrillers and stuff. It was just amazing. Um, my third is going to be Logan. Really great film. It was almost my first one um, due to some uh, calculation ah. errors. <laughs> um, but uh loved logan absolutely loved it patrick stewart and 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 hugh jackman show um couldn't ask for more one thing i could ask for more it's only down third on my list because of after um i agree with what comic book girl was saying in her review about like all we ever see is the x-men fail and continue to fail and it's just like you know it's one thing if it is setting out to be a tragedy which it seems like it always is um, but you never see the X-Men like really winning or getting on top of anything or being like the heroes that we've seen them be. Um, my second is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, probably my most favorite of the comic book movies out this summer. And I used to talk trash on the first one, but I've recently come around yeah, you did. all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Guardians, 2 was, Guardians 2 was so good. Even being just like a little familiar with some of like the characters reference and stuff, I still picked it up enough to like, you know, like the original team Stallone and everything. I just loved the, 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 the way it was put together. And I think it was really solid. And I think I do think, it, I, I think they're both on par, but I really enjoyed this one. And it got me coming around to, to really loving the guardians. Um, my number one film so far this year is definitely Dunkirk. Wow. Uh, I think it's just like, I think it's the best made film of the year so far. Yeah. And, and you know, it is, it's a period piece. You know, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, it's a world war two movie. Like, you know, go catch it and it'll be intense. And like people are comparing their perception of it maybe early on to like saving private Ryan or something, or, you know, like, contemporary war movies hacksaw ridge and stuff like that it's not like that um no one's able to illustrate the horrors of war with very little violence very little gore and just the intensity and emotion of these characters not to mention the themes were so great you know the you know just like simple themes were well illustrated like sacrifice like tom hardy's character um i I won't ruin it for people who've seen it but his fighter pilot character you know, just the choices that are made during a time of war are very well illustrated in this film. And, you know, things, thematic things like like these boats constantly going down from the bombings and stuff like, you know, I feel like we're, we all kind of feel like we're on a sinking ship sometimes with the social order and, you know, the last election and everything. So, you know, I feel like it's really relevant film for being, oh, it's not just, you can't, you can't just brush it aside as a World War II film if, you know, you can't not feel those other things. And I think it's just a really apropos film and it's nice and clean and tidy and, and short, you know, it's not too long and it's just, yeah. I think it's just perfect. Honestly, great cast, 
amazing music great movie big ups to hollywood um, for making movies shorter yeah no totally i do have some honorable mentions i won't go on about them i won't go on about them too long but baby driver was really fun really enjoyed it um pretty through and through uh it didn't like blow me away but there are parts of it that were great and also okja that was mentioned um that is still haunting me (laughs) you know it's, it's a hard it's a hard movie to know where you feel emotionally because it comes off in certain way it comes off in certain ways where you know the ending is kind of hopeful but there's there's a lot to think about and 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 you know like the way that we treat um animals and and the food that we eat and everything it's just such a thought-provoking film although um it only made my honorable mentions because jake gyllenhaal's character in that fucking sucks <laughs> I, it's so hard to watch i don't care i don't care what he's trying to go for what it is you could cut that character out of the movie wow it was he's it was an important character but his performance i don't know what was going on there but dude it's it's bubble boy part two I love that. I love how over the top he was, man. I loved it. I, I don't I don't uh fault him for being over the top. It's just like that voice, the characterization. I don't know. That was hard to take, but otherwise Oak Joe was great. Those are my movies. Nice. All right. So my movie section is the most filled out. Like my TV and games music section, I, I couldn't even think of five because I just maybe I haven't just consumed that much. Yeah. But with movies, I go almost every weekend. So here we go. Runners up are Lego Batman, Power Rangers, and Dunkirk. Let's move nice. on from that. Damn, um, that's a hell of a list to put Dunkirk in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, you watch that movie and went, nah, it's not. A, I mean, I'll just put it in, in this your category. psyche. It's like fucking. With Power Rangers and Lego Batman. <laughs> hey, you know, they were very enjoyable films. All right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> number five is Logan. And the reason that it's kind of at the bottom is because while extremely enjoyable, it was either intense or kind of a bummer. So um, when it wasn't those things, it was extremely, extremely enjoyable. So it is definitely the, superhero movies. Is the fifth is the fifth is the fifth best movie I've seen this year. Um, after that, uh, moving on to number four, Wonder Woman. Um, Got to give it up to DC for not only making a good film, but also they <laughs> made the first. So, well, actually, it's not the first, but the first in modern times, uh, you know, a uh, woman superhero movie and it's actually extremely extremely good in my opinion it's better than dark knight rises um not not better than dark knight probably but it's really really up there um i liked her going super saiyan at the end and shit that was uh that was awesome um going on from there uh number three i think i'm the only one in the group that has seen this um colossal yeah, damn. Really, really good. Um, this guy is kind of an indie filmmaker. He's a, he's from Spain. Nacho. Yeah, Nacho, um, which is Bigalando. It's a nickname for Ignacio, but you just Ignacio. say Nacho. Yeah. It's the Mexican thing, okay? <laughs> or Spanish. <laughs> uh, I'm, but, I'm Mexican, by the way. I wasn't appropriating. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Stefan Santa Cruz. All right, everybody. Don't get your panties in a wide. All right, so Colossal, yeah, Anne Hathaway is in it. It's it's a kaiju movie. Really weird, really um, uh, excellent take on that whole genre. And um, it's also a movie about a drinking habit. Um, so it kind of mixes a bunch of things. And um, Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live is in it. And um, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Uh, and then number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 
really, really fun. The funniest line the whole fucking year is, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> the, the best single line this whole fucking year is that I don't think anything is going to top it. <laughs> you know, if it does, I'll be I'll be excited. But that oh my god, Yondu is the greatest. Um, and then uh, number one is Get Out. Uh, I thought I'm mean, you know, just seeing that movie. I, I I was like fucking taken away. Like I I was lost in the theater. I felt like this movie could be in the fucking Criterion Collection. This was a fucking like steak dinner, you know. This movie. <laughs> I mean, Criterion's Tube also steak. had Armageddon and the Rocket or the Rocket. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of bullshit in there, and they no longer <laughs> exist in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, that's oh, true. They were kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're kicked out, but they just don't sell them anymore. They don't make them anymore. Oh, but really? they did, and we all got to remember. Yep. Right. Rest in peace. Yeah. So that's my list. I'm glad I didn't piss anybody off too much. It seems like <laughs> it's kind of a thinking that I maybe don't know your, your little gathering of Dunkirk and with those other two. <laughs> it didn't piss me off, but I I'm definitely like, think it's all right. Lego Batman. The reasoning was it was just so fucking fun, and it had the fucking Adam West like. No, I'm just, it's not. It's not. I mean, I understand why you like those other two movies. I think it's just funny that you're like Lego Batman, Power Rangers, Dunkirk. It's like wait, oh, I know. Dunkirk didn't I make know. If my if my favorite Lego my Batman favorite, and Power Rangers, <laughs> if my the only favorite film ever be together. Go ahead, Stephanie. Sorry, if my favorite film of the summer is on par with the Lego Batman movie, maybe I should take back what I said about the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> I personally enjoyed it quite a lot. Uh, I might need to. Go I don't expect that. anybody else to, but I thought it was really great. It's just I don't know, really fun, and you saw it right, Joey. Uh, which one? Lego Batman. Yes, I did. Was, did you like it or no? I do. I did. It's. Uh, I mean, I think. I think for me, the first ten minutes were amazing, uh-huh. and then the rest totally. of the movie was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotcha. Whenever yeah. he's singing that song and shit in the beginning. Oh, dude, I was dying. It's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Even all those like better references in the beginning were just. Yeah, it's like, oh, a plane that just happens to be carrying all these weapons. Nothing bad's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the references, the Joker and all that. Um. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I would like put it as, you know, I, I, I kind of like the original Lego movie better. I just thought it was a little more, a little meandering to me. But I mean, of course, as a Batman fan, I love the references. And uh, I kind of wish, just personally, because everybody here, you know, appreciates the Burton version uh, as well. But I wish there was more of the Billy D. Williams Two-Face. Because uh, it was awesome that they got him in, but he had like two lines. That was it. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, okay, right. but... I forgot about that already, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they could have been. I, f- I felt like there should have been a little more. After Probably had to keep reminding him where he was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Galifianakis as Joker was actually pretty great. Yeah, that actually might be one of my favorite versions of Joker, just post Ledger. Really? Wow, that's a that's high praise, man. I mean, you know, after Ledger, there's been a whole bunch of different ones. They actually had like a new. They had like a fun new take on it. That was like appropriate for kids, yet still like made sense for the character and what they were going for. There's like no other version that they could pull off the version of Joker with. It had to be that one, and I I would have no idea that you know that it would be Zach Galifianakis who could pull that off either. Right. He was not yeah. not my choice at all for like someone to play the Joker. But in the Lego Batman movie, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Really good. Alethea, did you ever uh, get one? Well, I'm gonna second your Lego Batman. 
Mostly because okay. I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With the kids. And, uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to Batman and Bill, right? Oh, well, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Athena? Um, okay, well. Um... <laughs> I feel like you need a whole list just now. Well, okay, so not in any particular order, okay, you guys? Like, I can't even do that. It's just asking too much. <laughs> yeah, no I, I, I don't do it. I just like most movies I like. I just... yeah. <laughs> um, well, I have to say Logan is definitely on that list. Um, it's an amazing film. Definitely a tearjerker. Um, and again, it was a nice way to say goodbye to the character as, you know, with Hugh Jackman playing the character. So, yeah. Um, I would also have to say Wonder Woman is top on that list too um, finally you know a, a woman strong woman you know superhero character standing alone really kicking ass and, and showing that her character is relevant and um, people want to see her and she, they did a great job with that movie so um also on that list would be the new Aliens movie, but I love Aliens, so... <laughs> yeah! Got oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah. They, they uh -oh. bad reviews, but I never listened to the reviews. I liked it. I think they did a good job with the story. The Aliens were really cool looking, and just the progression on how they did that from Prometheus to that, how it kind of tied everything together was pretty, pretty awesome. So, um, Spider-Man was a lot of fun. Um, since there's so many superhero comic related movies coming out, um, Guardians, of course, was very entertaining and a lot of fun, very funny. Um, again, I, with the father theme going on, if you notice that between the Lego Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, it was all about the father issues going on there. What's yes. that all about? Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, Disney, it's always a single parent. So, I mean, like, right. are they going with a theme? Yeah, like, what's up? Um, it's just something I, I noticed. Um, <laughs> um, what else would be on that list? I think that's... Um... Oh, this other one that's called To the Bone. Um, I watched it recently. It's about a girl who's suffering from eating disorders. I want to see was, that. It was really good. Really, really good. Okay. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Okay, so we can move on into the uh, TV section. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, maybe we'll start off with Ben again. So the best TV television shows 2017 so far. Uh, take, it, take it away, Ben. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I... I don't know. I, I know that I, it's been brought up on the Facebook post that not a lot of you guys watch Doctor Who. I watched, uh, I've been watching all the new stuff. Uh, I felt like this past one was a little overhyped, but the two part finale was a hell of a two parter. Um, that is definitely up there for me. Just a really emotional way to wrap things up and kind of make way for the upcoming 13th Doctor, who will be the first female Doctor. And I think. That's going to be awesome because the fact that after like 50 years of Doctor Who, you kind of need to play with really new ideas. And I'm just curious to see how much, how different it's going to be with that and different reactions through, uh, throughout time and space uh, with the new Doctor. So I'm, this is more for me just 
putting out there, hoping for the best for the next for the next uh, season, but also giving praise for this past two-parter. Uh, I know I've brought it up in a lot of other podcasts, but I just got to say, Arrow Season 5 to me, really well done. Better than the other CW shows. Um, that, ben, I'm uh, going to watch that on, solely on your recommendation. You keep saying that. <laughs> I will. I will. It is on the queue. It is in the queue. I, yeah, because I, I was very skeptical going in because I didn't like the previous two seasons. But I knew everything was going to tie in with the other shows I was watching. I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll just check it out a little bit. And after a while, I just got back in the swing of things and really explored. I'm not going to give away spoilers, but like really explored Oliver's character and the consequences he's had and a lot of type callbacks to the first couple seasons, a lot of surprise guest stars you didn't think you would see again and just pull out all the stops in the finale. I'm pretty, uh, the only reason I'm worried about the next season is that I don't think they're going to top <laughs> this, this one, um, especially in terms of the villain. Uh, Prometheus uh, is the name of the villain and he is probably the most evil out of all the ones that they've done so far, and I better don't know than how Deathstroke. You're saying Deathstroke at least has a possibility for redemption. Oh wow! This guy so is completely twisted, and so well done, so well played ah. by the actor who plays him. That I can't, I can't name who it is uh, because it's a mystery in the first half. But uh, it's just was not what I was expecting at all, and it was so much better than I thought it would be. Potentially better than season two, which everyone puts as the best one of that show, but I'd have to like re-look back at season two uh, to make sure, but definitely towards the top. It takes a bit of a while to warm up to it, but once Prometheus starts doing stuff, that's when it starts getting really, really good. And it had their seminal like 100th episode in there that uh, in some ways is their own take on the whole, um, if you remember the Batman animated series episode, Perchance the Dream, that's kind of their take um, perchance the dream of what would have happened if he hadn't gone on that boat and become uh, the Green Arrow. And it's just, uh, in some ways, it's heartbreaking to watch. And uh, yeah, those are my votes for the, for the year so far. Sweet. Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. Um, Handmaiden's Tale. Uh, oh, nice. It's on Hulu. Uh, very good show. Definitely a sort of uh, kind of aired at the right time, I think, with the sort of... Uh, you know, the, the, the uh, political climate, political climate we've been having Uh very good show. Um, <laughs> sorry, my wife had something to say. Um, and uh, Elizabeth Moss, I believe the lead actress, she was really good in it. I definitely think that this, uh, this show will probably sweep uh, the Emmys. I think um, let's see. Next is uh big little lies, HBO. Uh, I think that's this is sort of a one-parter. I don't know if there'll be a season two. Uh, very good. Uh, again, like with Handmaiden's Tales, basically an all-female cast. Um, I think the the it's very powerful. Uh, very good show. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, let's see, Legion on FX, uh, sort of based off the um, Maddie. Help me out here. Uh, the name of the comics. Um, uh, X Men Legacy. X Men Legacy. There we go. Uh, very, you know, it's Noah Holloway. He does uh, Fargo and just sort of, they let him just like take the reins on the show, man. It's like very uh, psychedelic and trippy. Uh, not your like quintessential, like, I guess, TV show that's out there. 
Um, a lot of great costumes and colors. You know, it's 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 a superhero show, but they don't play it off as one. Like you don't know what what the time frame is. It could be the '60s. It could be the '80s. I think it sort of takes place today, but it just with the the look of it, it doesn't. And yeah, it's just very indie. Uh, very good show. I think there's like maybe eight episodes. Uh, Glow on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I think is uh, kind of uh, won everybody's hearts and minds who have seen the show. Again, another all-female cast uh, for the most part. Uh, very, very well done. Very good. Very fun. Music's great. The costumes, the the look of it uh, is so good. Um, let's see. We have uh, – I uh, just recently – I have yet to do a review on this, and I've been wanting to, so I guess I'll do it here. Uh, Ozark, uh, another Netflix show. Uh, Jason Bateman, um, Laura Linney. Uh, Jason Bateman is basically a um, becomes a uh, money launderer for the cartel. Uh, some shit goes down basically in the first episode, and he's on the run, uh, trying to make amends, trying to fix things. And it's just the entire season. <clears throat> You just, you just, your heart's pounding. It's like you're, you're on the edge of your seat. You're, you're wondering what's going to happen next. You're like, you know, they're screwed. They're going to die, but somehow they get out of it. Uh, it's, it's a very good show. Uh, Sneaky Pete. Um, it's, I think this came out sort of early in the year. So I, I remember being good. Um, <clears throat> um, it's got Giovanni Ribisi. He is basically, uh, there's a family who has, I believe, either lost a son or their son went to prison. Um, and I think he's still in prison. And basically, Giovanni Rubisi takes this guy's identity. I think it was actually his cellmate. Takes his identity, goes to the house, and basically sort of becomes this guy. And then all his sort of past, uh, uh, you know, dealings that have yet to be resolved start to come back to haunt him through this family. Uh, that was very good. Um, Santa Clarita Diet, uh, very odd show. Uh, it's it's uh, Drew Barrymore and um, Timothy Oliphant. They play a married couple who's like just sort of uh, marriage is kind of going down, but something happens with Drew Barrymore and she sort of becomes a zombie, sort of a living zombie, and they have to kind of deal with that as a family. Sort of, uh, you know, okay. Um, you know, my wife is now a zombie who can talk and act like acts like a human being, but needs flesh and blood to live, or she'll just fall apart. Uh, and so, it's just kind of watching them uh, in a funny way, sort of deal with that. Um, and that that go that's what. And then I guess the next one, um, I'm trying to go all sort of new shows here, not trying to go on any season twos or threes or whatever. Uh, uh, Feud was pretty good. Um, I think like with. Um, the American Horror Story, and um, I don't want to count OJ, but for Ryan Murphy, um, his shows are, are really start out really good, really powerful, and I think that I think that he some of these shows have too many episodes for what they're going for, uh, or they go ahead and give up the ghost, uh, very you know sort of <clears throat> you know it. it uh, what am I trying to say here? Like. The show, I feel like, should have ended four episodes ago. And they kind of continue to go, and you kind of just get tired of it. But I thought Feud, for the most part, was a very good uh, show with um, Susan Sarandon and uh, uh, help me on the other actress. Um, I'm trying to remember. 
uh, I have her name. She's in all his American Horror Story shows. Anyway, um, very good show. Uh, I feel like it went on just a little too long, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and I think the rest, Fargo, Saul, uh, and Master of None season two was a lot was really good. Uh, a lot better. I, well, maybe not a lot better, but it was. I felt it was better than season one. I think that he's he's honing his craft to his sort of like relationship uh, comedy, um, and it was it was a fantastic uh, season. And so that's my TV. Oh, Maddie. Dang, half, Joey took half mine. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'm gonna go. Uh, Le- I thought Legion is like my number one. I just didn't expect it. I love uh, I love Fargo and everything that Noah Holly does so far. Pretty excited that he's gonna do a Doctor Doom movie. Don't know what that could be about, but I don't even care. I'm gonna go see it. Take my money now. Uh, but Legion was great. I agree with everything Joey said about it. Um, you know, I can't wait to see where it goes. I want to give a shout out to Aubrey Plaza for her performance because it was amazing. I didn't think she had, I knew she was a good actress, but I did not know she could do what she did in that show. But uh, second would be uh, Master of None season two. I thought it was incredible, but man, I like after the first season, I was like, that first season was great. And season two, God damn it, is eased. Man, fuck, so good. Uh, then uh, Glow. Joey mentioned this as well. I don't. I think I have two on here. That Joey didn't mention. So, whew. yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I know you. Anyone who's watched Glow, uh, I think everyone loves it, and everyone should be watching the show. It's amazing. Yes. Um, and then I these past two are pretty recent ones. Uh, I watched Friends from College on Netflix, um, and it's got the uh, the, the second ha- uh, the Key and Pill. It's got the other one in it. Um, Keys in Michael it. Michael Key. Key Michael. Yeah, and and uh, he's great. But I will tell you, it's like the where it's like when you watch it it's such a great show it's well acted he's great in it all the comedy he does is fantastic um but he like you're just gonna hate his fucking character and that's what's so great about it um but you'll love everyone but you'll hate him at the same time um and then uh my fifth one is uh just finished silicon valley season four oh. didn't think i would uh what like this show at all because i'm hit or miss with mike judge a lot of the time but i don't know man uh <laughs> jin yang more power to you, brother. <laughs> so good in that se- season. So good. Dude, yeah, season five just better be the Jin Yang show. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Everyone takes else early spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. But those are my picks. I'm sure I watched. Uh, there's other some honorable mentions, which I haven't um, finished, like American Gods, which I'm sure is great. I've only seen a couple episodes um, because Man. I just didn't want to download them. And then... Uh, Twin Peaks, very excited to finish that. But it has like 18 fucking episodes, dude. I don't I know. know. I mean, like, it could be terrible, but uh, it's like I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. I'm so behind on that. But yeah, Maddie, I, I thought you would mention The Leftovers. I haven't seen it yet, man. That's almost oh, you haven't seen it. it. I thought you were one of the ones dude, who was dude, listen, talking I, about you know, The Leftovers. Dude, The Leftovers is so good. I mean, this is just mid-year. At the end of the year, this list could totally be different. Okay. <laughs> All right. yeah, there will be a best of the whole year in fucking yeah. December. So, but right. uh, I was gonna do one more show. Game of Thrones, the new season. It hasn't finished yet. I'm sure I'm gonna love it, but I just try to do things that I completed. And also, shout out to the new season of Wet Hot American Summer because it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. But I haven't finished it yet, yet either. So, but cool. I'm sure they'll make it. I'm sure they will. Moving <laughs> on to Stefan. Yo, what up? Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say my fifth most liked show uh, is going to be Preacher. Um, I love Preacher. I love the entire cast of it so far. 
Um, the last episode was a little meandering, but I like where they're going. They got a lot of, uh, of more of the deeper themes out of the way in the first season. So now they're on this like road trip. There's a lot of depravity and death and thought provoking blasphemy, which I love. And uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's a great show. I, I love Preacher. I watch Preacher every week, the day after it comes out um, on Cody. And uh, it's really good. And that's, that's only my fifth most liked because uh, I fucking love Silicon Valley. This last season was so good and it was too short. Um, yes. it, felt, it felt too short. I was like, wait, that was the last episode. I was like, ah, man, I was like waiting for the next week for, ooh, how are they going to wrap it up? Cause I leave you on a great cliffhanger and, uh, I see, I see why now. Um, <laughs> so Silicon Valley is my fourth most liked as my third most liked. Um, there's a show on Netflix called the legend of Bruce Lee. It was a Hong Kong produced television series about Bruce Lee in 2008. And nice. it's about 50 episodes. It's like three seasons worth of his entire life story. Um, from when he's a teenager onward and the, you know, I'm, I'm in the first season ish still. Um, and they just weave a really great narrative of Bruce's life and him, his, his passion for the martial arts and his obsessiveness and his rebelliousness and his cockiness. You know, they paint this really great picture. The kid who plays him is amazing. Everybody in it's amazing. Ray Park will show up a little later. Michael Jai White will show up a little later. Mark DeCoscos will be in there. I'm a huge martial arts guy. I've been training Jeet Kune Do for the last two years now. And, uh, and they, they, you know, I'm not sure what is all true in terms of the way that they, they weaved the narrative, but it makes you feel like, oh, that's kind of how he got the idea, like where he picked up some of the boxing stuff or like these little JKD things that, that come up and what I'm learning. So it's just a fantastic television series. It's a little cheesy. Um, it's a Hong Kong television show. So they, you know, they, 50 episodes i think they're putting out one a week um forever it seems like and uh you know the music is really like kind of thrown together and stuff like that but i think it's the best narrative made of bruce lee's life to date amongst all other things that birth of a dragon or whatever that bullshit is coming out skip it stay home yeah. watch <laughs> legend but you watch. said this is on netflix it's on netflix yeah. it's the legend of bruce lee it's fantastic Damn. i love it so much i love it so much um my second most liked tv is going to be game of thrones um because it's the shit the season is really good and it's almost over it's kind of crazy it's a whirlwind of emotions and <laughs> it's just been really awesome game of thrones is amazing right now i like watching this later season and going back and reading parts of the book so you're like kind of like piecing together your own tv show in your head you know like it's it, it's great i just love game of thrones so much but my number one most liked uh television show of this year is definitely glow Glow mm. is yeah. my shit, man. I love Alison Brie. To me, she like evoked that performance that like Maddie was saying, like for um what's her face, Aubrey Plaza. But Alison Brie, I just have loved her since community, and she's just I love the meatiness of her character, you know, like her dealing with being like perceiving herself as a shitty person and people telling her she's a shitty person for screwing her best friend's husband and like the narrative underlying all the wrestling and stuff and set in the 70s it's so raunchy but it's like so like um female forward and and so entertaining and i'm a huge I'm not a huge wrestling fan but i used to be a really huge wrestling fan um and the potential for that particular medium storytelling was really well evoked in you know, I mean, it's television writing, basically. But, um, you know, like the way from beginning to end with Glow, it was just such a treat. And, you know, 
watching him do the wrestling stuff and learning how to do it up until all the Mark Marin has such great lines. He's such a bastard, but you love him. All the characters are great. And it's a pretty sexy show as well. <laughs> I just uh, foxy oh, ladies, man. foxy ladies, but I just love it so much. Those lows are gonna be my number one. Um, honorable mentions will be Legion, American Gods, and Fargo because I have not yet finished those. Oh, yeah, all right, cool. So, um, my uh, I gotta put a disclaimer out. Uh, Game of Thrones might jump to number one at the end of the year, but right now it's not even on the list because there are only three episodes in. I don't want to judge it um just yet you're but, gonna um, shut up no it'll probably be number one at the end of the year <laughs> but just right now it's not even on the list because it's too early so anyway starting at number five master of none huge fan of season one and season two really really good i like seeing um aziz speak italian and a third of the season that was kind of cool and um him kind of kind of like playing around with I guess Italian cinema at times, like, or just European. I don't know. He's trying to be a little artsy from time to time. And I, that's kind of like, I appreciate that. And um, his jokes pretty much land. And that Thanksgiving episode was one of the best fucking things I've seen in a long fucking time um, in any fucking TV show. Um, I'm pretty sure this was just this year, but number four is Voltron, actually the Netflix series. Um, it's kind of one of those things where they're like, they kind of improved upon the original so much that it's better than, than the original. Um, really funny show. Um, really. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I was just kind of surprised by how fucking good it was kind of like an American anime. I think it's animated by a Korean company, but it's written by Americans. I think um, number three is Silicon Valley. I've, I caught on to this a little bit late. Um, I think I started watching in the third season, but man, this this show is fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> TJ Miller, dude, he fucking, for me, TJ so Miller good. steals the scene most of the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is good, man. I mean, Mike Judge is a fucking genius. Um, number two, Last Week Tonight. Uh, yeah. Another HBO show, just incredible. Um they don't even care about getting sued. They're opening they're opened about getting sued. They're kind of like like a mini revolutionary. Every fucking episode, they're really trying yeah. to affect change. So I kind of really, really appreciate that. Um I think that I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of uh the Daily Show post John Stewart, and I used to watch Colbert too, and I don't watch his show that much anymore. So this kind of took the place of that. And uh, that's one of the shows that I pretty much have to watch as soon as it comes out. Just a fucking fantastic show. And then uh, number one is Glow. Fucking amazing. Hi. I loved Glow. I thought it was fucking incredible. And that, I mean, spoilers a little bit, but the last fight scene when they played uh, Invincible by Pat Benatar. Yes. Oh, okay. my fucking God. That shit was great. Um and I, uh, yeah, I thought it was fucking awesome. So uh, that's my list. And then moving on to uh, Alethea, did you, uh, even just one is okay. Oh, no, I, I love my TV when I have time for it. So um, uh -huh. my two standouts this year, uh, definitely um, number one is, well, all right. So I'll give you number one in a second. But uh, I really enjoyed Z, the beginning of everything. 
which uh -huh. uh, Christina Ricci oh, yeah, yeah. played in. And I just, I loved, I loved the provocativeness of, of her character and, and the, of course, the costumes. And just, I, I love, I love those historical dramas, but she just really outdid herself. I thought I really hadn't seen her in a role like that. Really great. Enjoyed the whole thing. Just binge watched it. And of course, um, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so timely, uh, so well acted, so disturbing, yet I needed to see it as soon as it was out each episode each week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those two. Nice. Athena? Well, I haven't been able to start the new season that, that just started for the stream, but I really like that series. Um, yeah, me too. Yes, another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a different take uh -oh. on the vampire story um, with, you know, the worm being the, you know, the parasite to turn them into the quote-unquote vampire. I just, it's very uh, unique. It's a different take. I really enjoy it. Um, dying to see the new season for some reason. It's not popping up for me. I'm going to try to work on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, Legion, of course, awesome show never knew what to expect with every episode um just wanted to keep going was really sad when it ended i was like no that's it no <laughs> please more um so what else have i been watching i i don't know i've been watching older shows right now i'm in the middle of fringe right now so mm, nice nice <laughs> cool okay that rounds out tv i guess so we're gonna move on into music Top albums of 2017. Uh, ben, can you start us off? Uh, I've been kind of listening to this because of the, the news a couple weeks ago um, with the suicide of Chester Bennington, but um, their last album, One More Light, is uh, it's just kind of heartbreaking to listen to in light of what was going on, especially the, the title song, um, which like sort of the release of that coincided with uh, Chris Cornell's suicide at the same time and it's just kind of about losing a friend and everything it's very heartfelt and and um just very poignant to listen to a lot of Linkin Park stuff these days with all that in mind and what happened and so obviously it's uh it's devastating to the fans of the of that band but also um I think it did sort of help encourage spread to spread the word about awareness of suicide prevention and depression and all that uh, but uh, my money's on one more light um, in terms of just uh, general songs uh, for soundtrack stuff. I'm a big fan of movie scores. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of just um, various stuff. I don't know if there's anything from this year that I've necessarily been listening to yet. I guess I'm still sort of waiting for the next great movie theme for me. Um, I mean, Michael Cicchino kind of does it every now and then. He kind of did a Spider-Man theme, but it's not something that I can really remember. The Wonder Woman theme is technically from last year's. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I don't really... Uh, so far, I'm still, I'm, I'm still hopeful that uh, something's going to come. Maybe, they'll, maybe it'll be maybe the Justice League theme by Danny Elfman is going to be something. But I kind of miss those times when like you could walk away, walk out of the theater and just like no associate the music with something. You're a big movie score of a guy, Ben. Yeah, pretty much. So all the like Hans Zimmer's and the John Williams stuff. I, I listen to pretty much 
all of it. Cool. I'm excited for the Justice League soundtrack as well. I want to see what Elfman does with all that shit. I kind of want to hear just just a little snippet of the yeah. 89 theme. Just just tossed in there just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. A little ode to himself. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Joey. Man, I got nothing. You got nothing? <laughs> I got nothing on this, <laughs> this year in music, dude. All he listens to are good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm <laughs> And well, all right, Maddie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> all right. Um, I got it down to five. It was hard, but I did it. All right. Uh, number one is a band called Brutus. Uh, their album's called Burst. We talked about it on Heavy Rotation. It's great fucking punk rock, just like in your face. Great fucking, uh, it's just so good. Um, number two, I put Full of Hell's Trumpeting ex- Ecstasy. It's just a fucking brutal album, man. It just like they come there to do work and they to melt your face and then they do it and they, then it's over. Then you start it over again. Uh, Paul Bear Heartless. Uh, we also talked about this on Heavy Rotation. Uh, love this album, man. It grew on me the more I listened to it. I think it's my favorite of theirs. Stefan, Stefan might say that it's not, but I'm just going to – I really enjoy Heartless. Can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, number four is Kendrick Lamar's Damn. I mean, damn. That's all you got to say about it. Um, yep. And then uh, number five, I just got this recently, Mutoid Man's uh, War Moans. It's another man. These guys could. These guys like. I want to talk. We'll probably talk about it on heavy rotation. But I just want to say, people like throw it up to like, uh, the sword and like, you know, Eagles of Death Metal of bringing this old rock back. But no one's listening to fucking Mutoid Man because they're rocking people's fucking faces off and they don't know it yet. And Eagles of Death Metal fucking, sucks. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> Mutoid Man is fucking. Their, their new album is fucking great. Uh, just great songs about having sex with the devil's daughter and having babies. Man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's my list of that. <laughs> sounds wonderful uh, but yeah that's my top five this year so far there are other ones I did, I'm going to do a little shout out for uh, Converge just released a, a single with uh, two new songs on it and huge fan of Converge just saw them last week so I'll, they will forever be on my list of top anything so nice Stefan uh yes um so my i'm gonna start with my uh honorable mention being damn by kendrick lamar uh really great really great album and it didn't make my list only because my next one um um, kind of falls into the same category but really great hip-hop album you don't get those that that much these days uh you know you get a lot of rap stuff that's fun to listen to on the radio when you're drinking or out at the club for sure However, Damn is just like a true-to-its-heart hip-hop album, and Kendrick Lamar does not disappoint with that album. Every song is a hit. Um, And so I'm going to start with my number five. This is a really hard list, actually, right now I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm going to say Bloodlust by Body Count. Uh, If you've not heard this intense... That's Ice-T's band, right? Ice-T's band, yeah. If you have not heard this intense, uh, socially provocative and striking album, I urge you to listen to it. They're still putting new music out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. It's like it's it's like Slayer, you know. It's like Slayer with Ice T as the lead singer. It's really good, um, and and it no speaks idea. to a lot of, yeah. And he speaks to a lot of like the social disorder in terms of like police and young black men, young black folks in America. And um, it's a really intense album, and it's really great. And in that, in in so many ways, it's a hip hop album. A lot of ways, it's a metal album. So those are kind of my roots. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then I'm gonna say, dang, this is hard. I have kind of a weird list. I'm gonna go ahead and say "Humans" by Gorillas. 
Um, oh, good. Finally. As my number four album. And um, it's just a great album through and through. I think it takes multiple listens to really get into it. It's like it's 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 like a soundtrack, uh, you know, to a movie you've never seen before. And you none of the songs sound exactly the same, like they're the gorillas, you know, like trademark sound or anything. But every song, for the most part, I think every song is just super catchy. Um, if you played this album at a party, um, people would think you're the greatest DJ in the world. Like, oh, who's this now? It's like same band. Well, who's this now? Same band. You know, it's like it's yeah. a great album. It's got really great songs on it. Great production. Damon Albarn's the best. Um, Gorillas are amazing. Um, I'm gonna say my number three. Sorry, I have a weird list here. Where did it go? Um, my number three is gonna go ahead and be. Um, sorry, I'm trying. Uh, uh, Interalia by. Uh, no, wait, what am I saying? Interalia is my honorable mentions by At The Drive-In. Great album, but I'm going to take that place and put Warmones, Mutoid Man, what Maddie was just talking about. I saw them live. It was unbelievable. These guys rock. Um, if you're into rocking, I suggest highly suggest checking them out. Um, I'm a metalhead guy, so uh, ladies, not sure where you, you you stand, but that's kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> so my number... My, my number... My yeah, my number two album is going to be uh, so far as of right now is going to be Mastodon's Emperor of Sand. Diehard Mastodon fan. That's my stuff. Um, uh, really great album through and through. Kind of short um, in their last few releases. It's getting shorter and shorter. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, but you still love it. Um, <laughs> and they kind of sweep through this one really quick. And so I've listened to it so many times. Every time I put it on, I'm like, man, I've listened to this a lot. Um, just because there's a lot of repeat listen, listens going on. Great album, Love Mastodon. Um, but my number one album this year is going to be Heartless by Paul Bearer. And this will probably stay, this will probably stay true to, um, uh, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> true to Paul Bearer's uh, history and my favorite albums over the last couple of years. But Heartless is just amazing. It's a masterpiece of what they call a funeral doom or doom metal. Um, it's very melodic. It's very harmonic. It's slow. It's kind of dirty at times. It's very emotional. You know, the album before this, um, uh, Foundations of Burden, still has, it still leans into kind of like, you know, the cool riffy, metal-y stuff um, where I think Heartless is very contemporary. It's very emotionally personal. And, you know, it's not trying to be this great metal album. It just happens to be a great metal album. Heartless by Paul Bear. That's my list. Damn. All right. My list Thank is you. pretty slim because uh, I haven't listened to a whole lot of new music. I listen to a lot of like old shit all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. I, I go down fucking memory lane too much when I, on Spotify. Yeah, that's why I don't have anything. Yeah, that's the problem. But yeah. the album's released this year. Um, I'm going to say number two is Slime and Punishment by Municipal Waste. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Just a fucking solid thrash album, man. Just fucking not trying anything. They don't even take themselves too seriously. They have a lot of like jokey tracks, but they actually work. And um, I've listened to the other stuff too. And just a really solid thrash metal band, you know? Like you can get a little crunchy at times and real good stuff. And then um, number one, I'd have to say even crunchier, Nightmare Logic by Power Trip. They fucking rule. Um, I would say Eternal Champion, but I think that album was was released last year. 
Um, so I can't say that. But so yeah, that Power Trip album, the best. The swing of the uh, swing of the axe song is fucking awesome, and uh, I like to keep it crunchy. So uh, <laughs> was, uh, was, metal, was, album. was Nightmare Logic this year? Yes, it was. Okay, then April, I think. That that'll be one that I enjoyed. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's on the list. Okay, cool. Um, so moving on from that. Oh, uh, so Alethea, do you got a um, top album for this year? Yeah, well, um, you know, I watch Trevor Noah pretty religiously. Uh, uh-huh. I was a little concerned when he took over the Daily Show, but he really kills it. I just, I love him. And he had, excuse me if I say his name wrong, but he had Jadena on live few months ago and his album the chief yeah. is just really good jadena's awesome uh, yeah really great so i i enjoy that and then um harry styles you know kind of cute really <laughs> soulful you know dunkirk actor <laughs> huh dunkirk he's in dunkirk oh is he Yes, yeah. he oh, is. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. That's on my list because, you know, IMAX movie. I got to see it. <laughs> it's a Nolan movie, so it's like a fucking um, GQ magazine made to life. <laughs> Remember Inception? <laughs> I'm going to love it. I know it. <laughs> Inception's like a big fucking yes. GQ magazine. Yes. All right. Any, any more? And, uh, well, well, Athena introduced me to the new gorillas. And, I mean, I love, I've loved all that work. So, thank you, Athena. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, Athena. Um, Gorillaz is the new album that I've bought. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> old music, like <laughs> I listen to Pandora most of the time. So, I mean, the stuff that I listen to is usually a few years old. Um, I listen to a lot of hip hop, so. Nice. just happened that gorillas put something good out so i i was like yes finally <laughs> nice Nothing. you guys are making me want to get that album or listen to it on spotify oh it's good <laughs> it's good I, it's a really it's very um different each song is different but they're good you're gonna have dancing in the kitchen with your girlfriend man get some oh, wine oh shit <laughs> there you go Get some brie, get some triple cream brie, you know what I'm saying? Some brie and some <laughs> wine. <laughs> some Alethea, wine and cheese. Uh, it's a good time. Have some friends over. Jadena, he's in, um, I don't know if you saw uh, Luke Cage on Netflix. He he was in an episode yes. of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was doing health. Guy is so talented. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that now. All right, cool. Um, Cool. So um, maybe not everybody will have a list for this one, but we're going to move into games next. Uh, Top games of 2017 so far. Take us away, Joey. Uh, It took me a while to get into this because it came out in March, um, and that's kind of when, like, a a ton of games were coming out. I just couldn't keep up. And this one game, I wanted to have – a lot of time to really get into it not have to be like worried about work and other things. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, It is everything Zelda as far as if you enjoyed the sort of Nintendo game, the original uh, Link to the Past, that sort of map where 
it's you have your four dungeons and the castle sort of in the middle um it's kind of that but on a incredibly large scale um there's a bunch of shrines you have to go and find to uh sort of get hearts um you know if you want to sort of progress that way sort of leveling up um you can basically go around and collect a bunch of different foods and monster parts and like create you know foods for yourself just to sort of like uh you know if you're in a battle and you need to you know get your hearts back um you know you can cook a cool meal that'll give you all your hearts plus some uh give you all different types of uh, uh defenses and whatnot so the, the the main thing is like you're having to fight you have to find and fight four divine beasts that were taken over by ganon which is the the villain of the series uh, so your sort of four dungeons are now four gigantic metal beasts that you have to uh, scale and defeat the insides, sort of uh, uh, get it back to your control. Um, there's so many like hidden items and so many things you can do. Um, it just may, I just like want to run around in that world just kind of like just run around and like find things that I've missed little islands or little cliffs, um, you know, different areas. Uh, so that's, that's going to be my number one. Um, I'm still playing it as of now. Uh, I've yet to go and beat it. I could, I could go and fight Ganon now, but I want to so much other stuff I want to do before I do that. Cause I know once I go and beat the game, that's, I'm going to be done with it. Um, and I'm not ready to give it up yet. Uh, I'd say number two is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, not much difference in the way of gameplay. Um, you, you know, you're sort of a, an outcast in a way of, uh, of a tribe, and these sort of uh, mechanical beasts have sort of taken over and have become corrupted. They used to be friendly, now they're corrupted. Same with Zelda. Um, and you sort of have to sort of win them back to your side as well as sort of finding out about your past. And you sort of find these hidden uh, uh, machines that are sort of buried in the caves and, and hills uh, to sort of find out about sort of the, the, the past of this land. Um, and you're running around, again, doing quests and doing a bunch of different things and sort of, uh, you know, sort of leveling up to get to that uh, sort of in fight uh, really good story, great fight mechanics. The beasts, the machines are quite, uh, uh, quite scary, quite intimidating. Uh, and just hit like fighting one is, is you really need to be prepared. Um, number three, I would say is probably Neo. Uh, Neo is sort of the, uh, Japanese, uh, yeah. feudal Japan answer to a dark Souls series. Uh, it's very good. It's very tough. Uh, I had picked up the DLC and I basically just need to go back and level up about 50 levels before I can even attempt to do anything. Uh, I kind of got upset and just kind of was like, I, 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 I'll do this later. I'm, I'm, I'm worn out of uh, getting my ass kicked in these games. Um, and so Neo is uh, number three. And I think right now, um, I'm trying to think of like other games that have really poured into. Um, but I think I'm going to have to say now, like, like Friday the 13th is probably number four. 
or number what is it number four uh it's it's you know it, it when it came out it had issues um with sort of finding games and you know it was kind of like uh really had a lot of problems with it and you know it's something that i wanted to keep and you know and the guys the developers were on social media every day saying that they're they're fixing it they're fixing it they were very vocal to everyone who was playing this game they were like you know hourly they were giving updates about uh, uh trying to fix this game and I, we played it with you you know we all played it together uh yeah it's fun man it's really fun to just like run around and try and escape jason try and work together and like find the gas and find the keys and um you know just trying to uh, uh survive and it's it's hilarious and then you play as Jason and then you're like hearts pounding because you got to go kill everybody. Um, and you're just trying to find a way to get cool kills and stuff. And it's just like, it's a fun game to play with your friends. It's, it's great. Um, I think at, at the moment, um, I think there's a couple different small games I've played, like the Batman Telltale series, uh, I think ended this year. So I'm going to kind of count it, count it as this year. Um, that was a fun Telltale series. Telltale series never – they're always good. They, they never let you down. Uh, and so I think that's kind of where I'm at uh, for games of 2017. Cool, Maddie. Nice. So I've, I've realized that I just play a lot of older games when they get cheap on PlayStation Network and they get <laughs> sales because uh, um, I haven't really played that much. I'm going to have to go with Joey with Friday the 13th. Like you said, we've all kind of played it, and we've all had a lot of fun playing it. And uh, – you know, we need to play it again, guys. What's that? What's going on? I know. We'll get back I on that. Yeah. Start playing it yes. some more. Um, uh, Resident Evil Seven. I still haven't beat it because it's real oh, spooky. How did I forget and, about uh, that? Jesus. You know, I got to get back into it because I think like I started playing it before we did our little uh, Resident Evil VR uh, video for Super yeah. House Podcast. And after I got back from LA, I was just like, ah, I other things get in the way life, you know? Um, and then, uh, just an honorable mention. I started playing shadows of Mordor. I know I'm late guys. I get it. Okay. Several years. Okay. And I know shadows <laughs> of war is coming out. I want to play that, but shadows of Mordor is great. If you haven't played it, you should have picked it up for $4 when it was $4. <laughs> oh, but, um, great game. Uh, you know, it's Lord of the Rings. So if you like that, you're going to love this game. Um, get the game of the year edition. Cause I don't like the way the main character looks, but you get all these kind of cool skins with the game of the year. So you gotta get this like weird looking vampire dude with a cool cloak, and I was like, "Oh, I'll play as that weird vampire dude." I'm sure he comes up in the game later or something, but whatever. That's my that's all I got. I can't play as many games as Joey's can. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All this all this time off. Um, so I, I'm just gonna mention Resident Evil Seven. I know we talked about it when it came out. I played it VR. Uh, I had to I had to change my shorts quite a few times. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's 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 a return to form for those guys man it's just it's really creepy the atmosphere is great um yeah so that is uh i wouldn't even put it it's not an honorable mention i just totally forgot about making this list uh it's a great game continue <laughs> continue all right Stefan. oh yeah um 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 give me a second <laughs> Stephen, i just want to point out by the way i really like when he goes and Stefan, and then you have a little catchphrase <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah this is how i live my life baby <laughs> sorry hold it's like i imagine you at work someone's like hey Stefan, can you do this you're like oh yeah do you need a minute Stefan? 
No, I got it. I'm just okay. agreeing with Maddie. I'm truly a fool. Um, my, <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite, uh, t- fifth favorite will be F13. Um, good stuff. Great stuff. Need to play more. Totally agree. Um, haven't had the chance. Kind of hard to get people together, but good stuff. Um, my number four is going to be Little Nightmares. So good. Side-scrolling, creepy time. Uh, really creepy game. Um, I've yet to play Resident Evil 7 because I've been waiting for it to drop forever, but it doesn't seem like it's going to drop <laughs> still anytime soon. It's, it seems to be like a pretty meaty, uh, quality-made uh, game. Um, so I got to get into that. But but I like creepy shit, and I don't have a lot of creepy games that I play, and Little Nightmares was like perfect. It has that like kind of like Burton-esque, um, I don't know, monkey bone kind of weird feel to it um was really good uh my number three will be dishonored two i haven't beat it yet it got really hard on me so i've been kind of like a bitch about it um but (laughs) about picking it back up but i really love uh i really love the first one i love this one um they just uh, released prey the same people who made dishonored so i really want to play prey as well um good game that's my number three my number two is gonna be last guardian i think that came out the top of the year Oh damn! Um, that's on my list too. Yeah, that's like it's it's a real short game. I consider it like kind of a novella. You know, they worked on it for a really long time, and I'll give Hide, um not Hideo Kojima. Um, I'll give um what's his name? How am I forgetting? Uh, Fumito Ueda. Ueda. I'll give him my money for anything, even if he just sells me one of his fingernails or something. I'll pay sixty bucks. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's like a novella of a game. It's a really short game, but it's it's rich with details, and you can go back and there's a lot of things you can learn. Like he's really done something different with this game. Like it's as long as you want it to be, really, and you can. There's lots to discover um, through successive playthroughs and stuff. So I still got to play through it a couple more times, but I really love it. Um, my number one right now is going to be for a few reasons because it's the one I'm playing most currently, and I'm enjoying the hell of it. Uh, is, is Doom. Oh, nice. Doom's great, man. I've never been a huge fan of first-person shooters. Uh, Dishonored's like a first-person kind of thing, but there's a little more to it. I always loved Mirror's Edge because it was like a freaky take on um, the first-person genre. But this one's just like straight up, and it's hard, and it's fun, and the music is amazing. It's all heavy metal. Um, You know, the visuals are great. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, Honorable mentions are going to be Steep. Um, Really fun game. I don't know if you've ever been in any snowboarding games um this one's cool it's kind of like it's kind of like no bullshit um some frills no bullshit just like play the game as you'd like as if you were on the slopes doing it yourself and it's a nice little pastime i'll just put on my own music and then i'll hit the i'll hit some really gnarly uh slopes <laughs> um but, but steep is good and it's multiplayer too so you can team up with friends and take on challenges and stuff i just kind of like to zone out to it it's really great um and then my other honorable mention because i still haven't beat it yet but it's like my favorite style of game is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm periodically off put by kind of like the the dreaded like white tribalism that's going on here. I don't know. I don't mean to bring race into it as an issue, but as an aesthetic <laughs> and storytelling, it's kind of like the it's the same reason I stopped watching The Expanse. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. You have these like weird culturally appropriated kind of like characters and characterizations and stuff and so i don't know it's it's okay they did a really good job with their animation and horizon zeros on it like evokes a lot of emotion in the cutscenes and stuff um the story's all right you know like the robots i'm still not like that super interested in but the play mechanics are so sophisticated for this type of game 
it's just like a really enjoyable like third person uh kind of duck and cover kind of deal and it's all pretty much open world so there are pitfalls to that too because you get lost in that or i don't want to approach it because it's so daunting but those are my list of games sweet all right so my list is pretty short as well um only three and since we're listing games that didn't come out this year i would have to say ninja sankey dx for vita Really surprised that that game was really good. It was only a dollar or something from some PS store sale or something like that. So I was able to download that, and that game is fucking awesome. It's a really good um, new 2D platformer, and kind of surprised at how good that was. It's made by a French company, and it really feels like an old Japanese platformer. So good on them. Number two would be Friday the 13th. We've all had a really good time playing that one together. It has a lot of flaws, especially in the beginning before that big update. But um, definitely uh, a great game, and it actually got me watching a lot of the old uh, Friday the 13th movies as well. Wanted to revisit all of those. And um, then number one, Injustice 2. Got to be that one. Been a fighting game fan my whole life. And then on top of that, this is DC Superheroes. So... Uh, always a good time playing that series. So, uh, that's it. That's it for my list. Um, <laughs> Alethea, do you play games or Athena? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, yeah, I don't really have time for that, uh-huh. but, yeah. uh, <laughs> even smartphone games myself. are okay. Smartphone <laughs> games count. <laughs> no, that's way too boring to bore your listeners <laughs> with, but, uh, no, I learned a lot listening to you guys. I actually have a question for you guys. So was there anything that came out this year that was like, I was really, really different, a little bit innovative, kind of, you know, a little bit different from what you've seen the past years? As far as games go? Yeah. Yeah, as far as games okay. go. Um, Probably Last Guardian is like different, like sort of different, right? Or no? A little, yeah. I, mean, nothing, I, I think it's nothing. more of a story based. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of these games really sort of expand on sort of what we've already have, but it's. I guess VR is you know, like the biggest it, thing that's come out, and it like it actually feels cool to play. You know, like I mean. I, I, I feel know. like the, I feel like the Switch and Breath of the Wild really blew people away. Um, you know, I feel like you know for what Zelda is doing in terms of like that third person kind of game, it still was able to do a lot mm-hmm. of like pretty radical things for for what the Switch is. The Switch isn't trying to compete with like the the Xbox or the PlayStation. These big like you know high on processing and graphical power and stuff like that. It just kind of like found its niche and made this really expansive game that like what joey was saying like built upon older things but i think for a lot of people that was still kind of a surprise that's cool why do you ask that question what what's the reason for for that particular question well i mean you know not to date myself but i remember the very first you know space invaders (laughs) Uh yeah So we've come so far and it's so interesting, you know, where it's come to. And it's just, you guys will be able to spot the trends, you know, when something pops up that's kind of new and, and heading you off in a slightly different direction, um, you know, so. And it was interesting to hear you guys talk too about what your preferences are, the types of games and 
types mm-hmm. of you know environments you want to be in when you're playing the game so to bring it back to Batman to too, there, there's probably a whole generation of kids where their first Batman is that series of Arkham City games as well. Yeah, it's not it's not a TV thing at all or a movie thing. It's that series of games like that is their first interaction with Batman. So yeah, that that cannot be uh, dismissed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely. I not. think I think a lot of us uh, as gamers or whatever, especially we're like older gamers. We're like kind of just waiting to see where VR, how VR pans out, and and when and really when it becomes more accessible. <clears throat> I think like a few of our friends have it, but not all of our friends have it. And you know the titles right now are are, are pretty minimal. But I think once VR kind of starts picking up the pace a little bit, that's when that's when we'll start seeing like some of these revolutionary kind of like gaming experiences because that's really the next kind of echelon of 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 our gaming experience. I think. Yeah, that well, will be. Dana, we saw, we saw a little bit of that at uh, Dana and I were at the Suicide Squad premiere. Uh-huh. And they it was done. It they held it in this like kind of warehouse thing. But one of the one of the um, spots was a, a VR um, station where you could go in and. Do you remember Athena? Um, Virtual yeah. reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was in that little area with all those people wearing those glasses. Yes, I remember it. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Athena, did you have anyone? Any uh, any games? No, I don't play <laughs> video games. <laughs> no problem. I Just have to papers to grade usually. <laughs> gotcha. All right. <laughs> um. Sweet. All right. So now we've gotten through the uh, main categories here. And now we're just going into most look forward to the rest of the year. And uh, since this is probably one or two per category, you guys just want to just do like every, every like movie, TV show, game, music, album, all in one go. Yeah. For most look forward to. All Mm -hmm. right, cool. So uh, start us off, Joey. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I was not prepared for this, by the way. I was having <laughs> more research. Jeez, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Me either, but I'll go first. Uh, the end of Game of Thrones this season. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Definitely looking forward to the end of that. Um, let's see. There's a new HBO show. I think it's called The Deuce. And it's got uh, James Franco yeah. playing brothers. So he's playing two different characters. Uh, it's by the guys David Simon did the wire. Uh, so I'm really excited cool. to sort of see awesome. where that goes. And hopefully, you know, I, I mean, I enjoyed, um, uh, uh, the wire. Yeah, yes. The wire. <laughs> but there, there was also, um, the other show that he did, uh, the Louisiana, uh, Treme. Treme. I did enjoy that show as well. Um, oh, yeah. but I'm hoping this one seems to be a little more, but kind of back in the, you know, uh, it's kind of based on the sort of the porn industry and in, I guess the 70s. So there's a lot of drugs and sex and, you know, just kind of fun stuff you want to watch on TV. But it's David Simon. So it's like, hopefully, you know, there's going to be a lot of sort provocative of uh, and provocative. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of more realistic way of looking at it than just being, you know, what we usually see. Um, and I'm trying to think of uh, maybe another show that's coming out. Um, yeah, I'll stop there for shows. Uh, let's see. Movies, you got Thor Ragnarok, uh, 
the, the both trailers have been uh, just amazing and hilarious and i can't wait to and hopefully the movie continues to live up to that um super dark times uh yeah. i uh some scat alumni friends of ours uh that we went to school with have a cool looking movie that's coming out i believe in september uh end of september and i will be here to see it so i'm <laughs> glad of that yeah. um and that looks awesome <laughs> bless you thanks and uh i think the new blade runner um yeah Dennis Villeneuve, I believe, is the uh, Dene yeah. director. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm skeptical because it's you know it's a it's an old franchise being brought back. You know, so I'm we'll see. And obviously, the new Star Wars. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as games go, let's see. Uh, Uncharted Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, you know, yes. I, those games are fun. I expect nothing different. It's just gonna be a fun little romp through the jungle finding some cool artifacts you know uh, leading ladies uh uh this time around so I, i'm excited to, uh, to play that one um let's see i feel like there may- maybe is another game coming out uh is there one on the switch uh mario odyssey i'm not sure i i think that'll be fun but i think right now just Oh, Shadows of War. Maddie talked about that. Uh, the new sort of Shadows of Mordor sequel. Um, you can sort of build up your orc army in a castle, and it's crazy. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. Graphics look great. Get to ride dragons. Like, it's going to be cool. Um, and uh, so that's where I'm at as far as that. I had no music as of now. I'm just kind of – I'm not really – I got I to gotta go to Maddie and Stefan on the music these days or the radio. That's like the only way I can – I find out of anything new. Anytime. Uh, anytime. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hit rotation. Hit and rotation. so yeah, that that's it for me as far as the rest of 2017. Maddie? Right. So I was not prepared for this, Andrew. So I wrote some stuff down real quick. Uh, I'm su- I went saw Dunkirk today, loved it. Uh, but they did show uh, that full uh, Blade Runner 2049 trailer. And man, when it's on the big screen, it just looks so fucking cool. So I'm so excited for that. Of course, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League. I mean, come on. Everybody Ooh. who listens to this knows what we're excited about. Uh, for television shows, Stranger Things Season 2. Oh, my God, I need it so bad right now. Um, and for uh, Game of Thrones Season 7 to finish up because I need to know. I need to know what to expect and what theories I'll have for going into the last season. Um for uh, video games, I only have Shadows of War, uh, just because I brought it up earlier and Joey reminded me as we were getting into this. I'm excited for it. I don't know if I'll get it like as soon as it comes out, because, man, $60 oh, is a lot of money. I know you will. Uh, but $60 is a lot of money to drop, so uh, I'll, I'll probably wait. And then music I'm waiting for, uh, con- I saw Converge a week ago, and uh, they're going to drop a new album later this year. So that's, my, that's the only thing I really am looking forward to, man. Cannot wait to hear what they fucking have to uh destroy my ears with so nice stefan um yes uh um <laughs> uh, most look forward to movies probably everything you guys already said thor ragnarok justice league star wars the last jedi which i just realized i'll be out of the country when the last jedi comes out i'll be in vietnam Ooh, well goddamn holy shit i'm gonna try and make it happen somehow i'm gonna try and make it happen Even if I got to go to China. No, I got to go. You're going fucked up. 
it'll be it'll depend when it releases. It sucks. I might cancel the whole trip over that. Um, oh, do not do that, Stefan. <laughs> uh, you can but, do it, uh, Stefan. It's fucking Star Wars. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I'm pretty torn. Uh, <laughs> um, as far as movies, yeah, Thor, Justice League, Star Wars. Um, uh, I had a, a TV. Dang, I don't even really know what's coming out. I'm excited to see how Preacher turns out. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the shows I'd mentioned, Game of Thrones especially. That's going to be that's probably the most pivotal thing I think right now. Um, Rick and Morty. I'm really excited about the season uh, that's currently going on. Season three is amazing. The first, I think there's only been two episodes so far, maybe three, no two. Um, so good, so good. Uh, for video games, I am looking forward to, um, sounds like Shadows of War is, sounds great, like you guys are saying. South Park's The Fractured But Whole. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm not really sure what else comes out the rest of this year or going into next. So things usually hit me when they hit me the new uncharted for sure uh uh i'm liking that um and music that stuff kind of just comes sporadically so i don't really know what's coming out all i know is a lot of good metal for sure uh <laughs> well, okay. it's just to me metal is the most interesting genre of music right now and I'll, I'll argue that with anybody for sure, but it's just, there's so much going on and there's so many good albums and a lot of subgenres. but you got to kind of be into it to begin with, to know that or get into it. So anyway, um, what else was there? Um, I hope I'm healthy, healthy and happy uh, through, for the rest of the <laughs> next year. I hope I am not broke uh, again after I was, I was sick last week and I'm a little broke. Uh, I hope my dog stays healthy and um, I hope I don't get in a car wreck or get arrested. Hmm. Yeah, don't do those things. <laughs> Good things to look forward to. That's my list. Okay, starting from, I guess I'll go with from the album. So it uh, again, I don't follow music probably as much as uh, other everybody else. But if Tool releases an album this fucking year, that's Ooh. definitely it. Oh that's man, the one. <laughs> that's a whole podcast. That's the fucking album I'm looking forward to because they're apparently laying down those tracks. So they're just waiting on those vocals to be recorded. And uh, yeah, so Tool is it. And then going on from that to games, South Park Fractured Butthole. <laughs> uh, Love the first one. Uh, I've been a fan of the show since the beginning and I uh, thought it was fucking great. Another one would be uh, Ace Combat. And whenever that comes out, I will be buying PSVR uh, so I can get along the ranks of Joey. I've been a fan of the that series since the fucking PS1 one came out, and I will be playing some Kenny Loggins Danger Zone the whole time that I'm playing that fucking game, like I did <laughs> when I was 13 years old <laughs> on PS1. And then TV shows, um, of course, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, and then uh, definitely Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. uh, I really love uh, Next Generation, and uh, I'm looking forward to Star Trek on TV again. So uh should be a good time. Movies, uh, Justice League, of course. Uh, I'm looking to see if they can, can if they can continue with the trend from Wonder Woman, or they will fucking fail again, like Batman vs Superman. And also to see what Joss Whedon will do to the movie, <laughs> if he how much he can affect it, and then of course uh, Star Wars. 
uh, Last Jedi. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. How about you, Alethea? Well, definitely Justice League, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I'm curious to see uh, is it Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. And they're going to do like a one-night release to promote that yeah. in the theaters. Right. Um, have you guys heard of Peaky Blinders? Yes. yes. Netflix? Yes. Oh, my God. Season four, maybe late in 2017. It's my all-time favorite Peaky Blinders. So I hope that comes out this year. Nice. Any music or... No, you know what? I'm a little more reactionary on that. Whatever I see, then I look it up. Thank God for Spotify, right? Right, yes. yeah. <laughs> Related artists and shit like that. Discover <laughs> weekly playlist. <laughs> Top Bluegrass 2017. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Athena? Um... Wow. Um, definitely looking forward to the next American Horror Story season. Um, Want to see where they're going with the whole clown cult thing. Uh, movies, of course, Justice League and Star Wars, um, Blade Runner. Um, I don't know what else is coming out right now, actually. So those are the big ones that I do want to go see. Um, as far as music, I'm like, you, you guys, whatever comes up, and if I really like it, I'll look it up, but it's usually not current stuff, so, um, and I don't play video games, I'm sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> you guys don't have, you don't, you don't get any, uh, extra news or any, any kind of insider info as far as Justice League is concerned? No. You know what, that. That yeah, that comes back to uh, kind of their strategy on this enforcement of the contracts. They're they're pretty uh, close to the chest with all their info. They don't they don't share any special stuff with us. <laughs> How do you so, know Ben Affleck is going to be Batman? <laughs> <laughs> who, who told you that? He's only been in one movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> seeing the seeing the Justice League trailer, you guys. Uh, are you looking forward to Batman the most, or is there another as another character that is kind of catching your eye? Or, well, I only yeah. advise for Batman. But what about you, Athena? <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it because I used to watch the Justice League cartoons. So I mean, Super Friends. Just, yeah, Super Friends. You know, all that stuff back in the day. <laughs> there was an Aquaman cartoon too, right? Like just Aquaman. I believe there was. If they don't call the Justice League sequel Super Friends, I'm going to be pissed. There's a joke in the comics that Jeff Johns wrote <laughs> where they're like, what do we call ourselves? And then the Flash says Super Friends and everybody laughs. <laughs> uh, it should be for real. <laughs> no fun. one's, no one's going to see that movie. Yeah, yeah they will. Yeah, Who they doesn't will. like Friends? Who doesn't like Friends that potentially are super? I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Any, uh, anyway, a lot of people are saying that um that like kind of Aquaman steals the show. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Kind of like Wonder Woman did in the last one. 
Yeah, so it seemed like Batman himself is taking a, a backseat to some of these characters, it seems like, which is really interesting. Because usually he's, in, the, number, well, he's because the number we've one. Had so much Batman, we haven't had mm. any really of anything else. He's really like the godfather of the whole you know universe. I mean? So I think they're trying to really push these other characters to the forefront because Marvel's been doing that all along. And yeah. so um, I feel that that's pretty much their tactic right now until they get everything established. Right. When I was in Hall, I was in Hall H for Comic Con this year for the DC panel, and for pretty much everything that they showed, it seemed like Wonder Woman was like the number one character they wanted to focus on actually i guess because of the recent success of the movie and they apparently even started a oscar campaign for this movie so they're d really like focusing on her recently good well, that's good she deserves like it <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. she's got poise and grace <laughs> exactly <laughs> although we joie de vivre and Elan. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, well, that ends the uh 2017 mid year roundup, a little after the mid year. Anybody Ooh. got any final, final thoughts on that particular section? Nope. <laughs> Wait, I besides this awesome podcast, I just want to. Make a shout out to uh, Crime Town. Crime which, Town. Yeah, it's just really well done. I don't it, even if you don't like, you know, crime drama kind of stuff. It's just really well done. The music and the, the narrative and the storytelling—it's really good. This is your favorite podcast of 2017. Well, I just got turned on to it because they decided to do the first season uh, about Providence, Rhode Island, which is where I'm living right now. And I thought, oh my goodness, I got to listen to this. And uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Like you you it's I felt like I was watching Netflix. <laughs> nice. My, you know, if we're on that subject, I will have to say that uh, last podcast on the left is my favorite podcast of 2017 newly discovered podcast because that's also yes. a crime. It's a crime podcast sort of kind of it's crime plus um, magic with a K you know, chaos, yes. magic, and shit, vampires, real vampire stories, cool. real poster, poltergeist stories and stuff like that. They cover all of it. They don't seem to believe in in most of it, but they love researching it and talking about it, which I yeah. really appreciate. And actually, one of them seems to sort of kind of believe in it, but um, they're also improv comedians, and they add that aspect to it as well. So uh, even if they're talking about like a real life serial killer, it could be in hilarious podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you listen to it right, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, I like last last podcast on the left a lot. It's it's fucking great. I mean, I was really yeah. uh, I I I didn't really like start listening to uh, the crime podcast until until this year, but that's really a standout. Definitely. I have to listen to that all the time. Cool. So that ends like the major section of this uh, of this episode here. Um, we wanted to go into a little bit of extra stuff. You guys can stick around or you can leave if you want. We wanted to just what cover uh, Dunkirk real quick and uh, uh, Dark Tower. Maddie had a little re review there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
So, uh, Maddie, you saw the Dark Tower recently, and um, what did you think? Okay, well, I'll say this. It's a bit of a mess. It's a mess, okay. But I enjoyed it, because when's the last time you saw a horror fantasy sci-fi western? Right. You know, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, as close as I can think is probably, like, Firefly. But, like, you're missing, like, magic elements and, like, you know, dragons. Uh, You know, um, I get why people who've read the books are upset. Because, you know, it's not like they're trying to cram in uh, seven books or eight books into one movie. It's more like they basically took the end of the Dark Tower, the actual novel, and then were like, here's some more stuff. But it does. Mm. But they do tell you a little bit about it. And I think the weakest parts are probably the reshoot stuff, which you can kind of sort of tell. Um, It looks like it was trying to, like, give it some more story just so people wouldn't be lost. But I honestly think that probably hurt them and they should have just made a movie for fans of the book. And then if you're lost, then go read the fucking novels, you know, or Wikipedia them and figure out what's going on. Um, nice little nods to other, other King stuff. Um, kind of in your face if you're a big Stephen King fan, but I kind of, I, I, you know, I like it, you know, when they do like the Pennywise, uh, there's a scene where they go to Penny Pennywise's like a uh, theme park. And then, uh, there's a St. Bernard in a scene and it's like, Ooh, I love all that. And I just watched Cujo in Chicago last week. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, uh, Idris Elba was fucking great as Roland. Uh, it's kind of weird cause all the illustrations are of this white guy who looks like Clint Eastwood. Um, but I think forever now Idris Elba will be the gunslinger when I read that book. Um, he was so great in it. It just encompasses that character. Like, um, him and the kid in it, don't know the actor's name, sorry, and wasn't super prepared uh, after watching two movies. It was kind of like burnout. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, they had a great chemistry together. They basically saved that entire movie. Um, Matthew McConaughey kind of phoned it in, but I honestly think because everything I read was like that whole, the shooting and the script and everything was just kind of like, no one really knew what was going on. And I could see if you're like an actor like Matthew McConaughey, you might get a little pissed depending on if you don't know what your character's motivations are, or you don't understand it as an actor, or you don't have a director that knows how to use you. Cause I mean, I've seen uh, Matthew McConaughey be a really great villain. And if you're going to play a, the character, the man in black, which is, you know, seven books worth of one character chasing him and trying to like stop him from destroying the dark tower, you gotta be a little more menacing, man. You know, you gotta have some cool deaths and, that was kind of disappointing, but yeah, uh, overall, I don't understand like, like the, the Rotten Tomatoes review and like the reviewers, it's just like, man, like it's not that bad. It's, you know, I mean, no, it's not, I mean, following up after Dunkirk and like some of the stuff we've seen this year, that's been great. It doesn't does definitely doesn't hold up, but I will say this, if you're not going to see dark tower in the theater, it's definitely a cool rental to sit down have some beers and watch. You don't see a lot of stuff like this come out. And if there's anything I constantly read about reviews is we need new stuff. Like why isn't people, why are people making new kind of cool movies? Like, you know, all we see is this comic book crap. And then it's like, Oh, that movie. I read this review and that movie sucked. And then people aren't going to see these movies. And I'll just say like a cure for wellness or life or the dark tower, even though I would put dark tower on the later of those lists. Cause I don't think it's like, it's like, it's just not there, you know? Um, but it is something that you haven't seen before. It's not been done before. No one's ever tried to adapt the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Um, so, you know, I want to see it because it's something that I hadn't seen before. And I wanted to see, like, what a Stephen King fantasy Western horror film would look like, you know, because I don't 
to me, it's like if I saw that when I was a kid in the 90s and it was a movie called The Dark Tower about a gunslinger chasing a man in black, I'd be like, holy fuck, what's this movie? Why didn't I know about this? You know? And I think The Dark Tower several years from now will become a cult classic. Like our kids or grandchildren will pick up and be like, Grandpa, did you ever see this movie called The Dark Tower? And we're like, oh, yeah, it got terrible reviews. And those kids are probably going to eat that shit up, dude. And they're like, this movie's fucking great. How did you guys hate this when it came out? Because it's going to be something weird and strange. And it's probably going to be like slightly forgotten. But I'd say if you want something new, uh, just to end the review, if you want something a little different that you're not going to see every day, I mean, The Dark Tower is that you know, for its flaws and for even the stuff that it does get right. Cause I have read a couple of the books. I mean, it does encompass that like Stephen King feel, feels like a Stephen King movie. It's just like, you know, when you see when the credits start and it's got four different screenwriters, you know, the movie's probably not going to be like the best because like once it goes through that many script revisions, it's like stuff gets lost. Who knows what the original script was like, but I'd say if you want to see something original and you know, you can go to an early showing, and you want to see it and you're kind of curious about it, I'd say see it. And especially if you've read any of the novels, like, you know, I always get excited to see a Stephen King movie because I don't feel like, uh, you know, they come out that often. So it's kind of great to see another one on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Nice. And we've all seen Dunkirk or Athena. Have you seen Dunkirk? I think she's away from from Mike right now. All right. So we've all seen Dunk. Uh, well, Maddie and Stephanie, you've seen it, right? Yeah, I just saw it today. Okay, and we actually have had a request I from this. I actually haven't seen it yet. I'm... Oh, okay. So non-spoiler review going on right now. It's all right. You can talk about it all you want. It's I mean, it's history. So... <laughs> <laughs> the British win. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, if if you will indulge me, I will start off this one. Um, you putting it on your honorable mentions third under <laughs> Batman Lego movie and Power Rangers. By the way. <laughs> Let's not forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. It probably would have been six and those other ones, seven and eight. But um, yeah, um, lo- uh, what you call it? Um, Nolan often has this problem of making a bunch of bases for him to cover. And he's going to cover every one of them. He's not going to have any fucking plot holes. But that ends up making his movies like 20, 25, 30 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. But this movie, he doesn't have that. He really like went back and just, I guess he saw, maybe he was self-aware or something, but it's like not over long at all. He just fucking, um, he made a fucking kind of a short epic, kind of a short war epic. And uh, I thought it was great. Tom Hardy's great. Harry Styles actually great. Um, what's his name? Killian Murphy, mm-hmm. kind of only uh, you know sits in the corner and then kills a kid. So his character is kind of weird, but uh, but great. Yeah, not every character is going to be going to have an equal uh, weight. So whatever, um, still um, still good. Um, the captain of that uh, uh, civilian boat awesome and the uh naval officer the top dude he was uh, he was awesome uh of course acting great sound editing uh i thought this was i thought it was just awesome because i saw it in imax but then when i got home everybody was talking about how great the sound, sound editing was so i guess it's not just imax it's like really a, mm-hmm. uh it's probably seems like it might win the academy award for sound editing who knows but uh yeah, when those gunshots fire, man, it's like fuck. 
I thought I was getting shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, all the different stories kind of all tied together. Fantastic. So um, definite, definite thumbs up from me. Um, let's go in reverse order, Stefan. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, it was like, it really blew me away. I remember I saw it at IMAX as well. And it was kind of like real jittery, you know, the whole movie is like set to the, the ticking of a clock, you know, and like, that seems like it'd be a pretty blatant and obvious like trigger for like tension and anxiety, which I mean, it was, but everything else that goes with it was just like, you know, probably a lot of those soldiers at the time had wristwatches, you know, and they're just like seeing the hours tick away and just like the futility of their escape and just like hoping and hanging on for a miracle. The performances of Kenneth Branagh, I love Kenneth Branagh, man. He's amazing. That's a movie I'm looking forward to is, um, oh, shoot, I forgot murder, the title. Murder at the, on the Orient Yeah, Murder Express. on the Orient Express. Yeah, yeah. It's part, aspects of it seem like super cheesy, but it's got a great cast. So I'm just like, I think uh, I just want to see it. I love Kenneth Branagh. His Hamlet was great back in the day. Um, and he was good in this role, you know, as, as just a military officer. And he, ca- you know, like as as the his emotional depth was was um, as it was portrayed, like he was also very calm, kind of a character, very confident and and just like taking things as they come. And again, like speaking to the thematic elements of the movie you know, taking things as they come and these ships sinking and just like, you know, constantly getting on a ship, putting on your life vest, it gets blown up, jumping off, running to the next boat, trying to get on, it gets blown up, jumping off, you know, and like, you know, it's a, it's acts of desperation, you know, it's, that's all they, that's really the only option they have is by, by sea. So it, it, it just like, you're going to get on that next boat no matter what. And then, then, you know, you pick up all these different stories from these different characters and these different emotional contexts to this uh, overall conflict. And just like, you don't even hardly see any Nazis in the movie, but you know, they're coming other than the bombs being dropped, but just like the idea of being surrounded. And it's just like, you're wishing for a miracle and the fighter jet stuff was amazing. And that 70 millimeter frame, you're like floating in the movie too. Like as soon as the first frame of the movie, anytime I go to an IMAX movie, it's like, it's kind of jarring because it does something to you like perceptively and chemically with that process that you can't match. It's IMAX magic. I'm, I'm, I'm magic. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, really great sound editing and sound design was just amazing. And then by the time you get to the end of it and you see like, you know, there's a lot of movies coming out that are really putting an emphasis on like the British, British culture, Kingsman being one of them kind of resurrecting the old campiness of spy movies that the newer movies kind of have, um, what's the word castrated from themselves only to be more like Batman begins or something, you know, like the Daniel Craig versions of the bond movies. So Kingsman kind of takes that camp and that craziness and runs with it. Matthew Vaughn's really great and it's very British. And so I feel like, you know, Chris Nolan, you know, he's tipping his hat to his, you know, it's tea time for the Brits, <laughs> you know, this is their, this is their moment, you know, and it's like a really pivotal World War II moment and, you know, and just, you know, they show the war being fought and lived and experienced through 20 somethings, not like 30 somethings, you know, the older folks that you get are either officers or, or, you know, uh, uh, British uh, citizens that are coming to try and save those soldiers. I mean, I could go on forever. This movie really just like, it's still with me. I still think about it like every day since I've seen it. And um, God, I hope I never have to go to war. 
Oh my god! For whatever reason, we're too old for that shit at this point. I feel. Yeah, like. I guess so, but you never know. I mean, not that I don't even want to bring the conspiracy theory side of myself into it, but like in any capacity, I would, man, just like the place you're put into. Yeah, I guess I, I feel bad for the young folks if if they have to endure some kind of conflict like this or if the draft is put in or something. Good Lord. <laughs> Stupid. Down with government. Anarchy forever. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Maddie. <laughs> Okay, um, so I saw this right after I saw Dark Tower, um, and I didn't see it in IMAX, so I just saw it. I was hoping it would be, because I was like, there's no way the Dark Tower is going to get the XD showing. Like, they'll still have Dunkirk. My mistake, Dark Tower was XD, <laughs> so I saw it in just standard. Um, so I will just say that I didn't get to see those long shots, and you could, like, there was a part where I was like, wait, I'm supposed to see that plane, which because you would just see like a wing tip up, but you'd be like from like Tom Hardy or the other guy's uh, perspective. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to see that other plane. And I was kind of like, ah, this kind of sucks. But besides that, there's only like one scene I noticed like that. It seemed like everything else was pretty well like framed and uh, was taken into consideration because not everyone is close to IMAX and everyone deserves to see this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I fucking love it. I mean, I think we all know that Nolan, uh, I, I mean, I'd say Dark Knight Rises might be the most disappointing film he's made, but it's still like an accomplishment for a trilogy of Batman films, you know, like, I mean, it could have been way worse, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, I'm not a huge fan of like war movies. I don't go out of my way to see them. I think you guys and listeners know what kind of movies I like to spend my time watching. And so I was kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I you know I was kind of like I don't really want to see it. I know it's gonna be good. I know it's gonna win awards. I know all this, and then I saw it, and it's fucking phenomenal. And uh, sound design is fucking incredible. I mean, just the first scene where they're walking and the leaflets are falling, and that's all you fucking hear. Yeah. And then when you hear the oh, footsteps man. running, it's fucking great, man. Because that's like. I mean, you know, it's great to hear like the triumphant music when like Tom Hardy's like shooting down planes or like whenever something's happening. And the score is fucking brilliant, by the way. Like, mm -hmm. um, the music just is so, so fucking good because it's like kind of minimal, but it, when it needs to be more, it is more. And that's, that's all you can ask for in a great score. Um, uh, what was it? Like, I just, I, the sound of, like when they're running and you can hear their foot, the, their, their feet. It's so good. It's so tense. That first scene, you're like, what the, cause you're just dropped in this world, which you should be. There shouldn't be like, you know, a lot of setup. just like, you know, there's like that little scroll at the beginning. And then it's like, boom, we're going to follow this kid. Are you ready? And then you're like, I guess, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. But yeah, I mean, it's just, everybody's performances was, were great. You could almost have made this movie a fucking silent film, dude. Like I didn't really need to hear yeah. anyone talk. Like I knew the story. I knew what was happening from people's reactions. Some of the best facial expressions I've ever seen on film, honestly. You know, you could just read everyone's emotion, which I, you know, I, I kind of want to just like get the script just to see how much actual dialogue, like pay, you know, how many lines of dialogue are actually in this movie. You know, I think uh, the uh, the captain of one of the uh, the personal vessels, I forget what they're called, uh, and um. I think that the that captain with the, his son and then Georgie is like the most dialogue <laughs> for the most part in that movie. Um, but yeah, man, it's great. Those I uh, forget the God damn it. Fucking the last guy we had on who was chatting Rob, it up. Rob Freitas. Yeah. Uh, Rob was saying about how he couldn't tell what was, you know, CG or like 
And you know, I'm gonna fucking agree with the man. I actually think Tom Hardy was fine in fucking playing shooting down fucking Nazis, man. <laughs> like, I mean, the graphics are so fucking good, man. And they sank those ships. Those people are dead. You guys know that, right? They're dead. Those people died. Like, yeah. people they died. strapped an IMAX into an actual yeah. plane. You know yeah, that? Yeah, no. I, well, yeah, no. I know. I mean, you can tell those shots too, and they're fucking great. I mean, it, it just look. It's so seamless. Like I don't know, man. It's just like. I remember one part I got kind of confused because they do it because like most of the movie starts out in the day and then they switch to the night to do that Christopher Nolan like I'm going to give you the narrative not the way you really like not the way you like read a novel or something you know it's like it's got to go a little back and forth like you get something a little ahead of time but then we're going to lead you up to it and I mean it's classic Nolan and it's great because it's a good storytelling device and it makes you be like ooh, it perks you up a little bit you're like oh why is it nighttime I was just at daytime what's going on wait has this already happened before I don't know but I'm, I'm intrigued again. What's um, so yeah, man, it's great. Uh, I don't know. My favorite moment of this fucking movie though, is when that plane's coming back around and they're like, finally the civilian ships are there. They're getting away. And you see that fucking Nazi plane and you're like, fuck, no, they're so close. He's got bombs. He's got machine guns. No. And then Tom Hardy's fucking is out of fuel. Just gliding, gliding in the air. He's yeah. got nothing to do. Shoots that mm. motherfucker out of the sky. And I love that moment. It's like the fucking superhero moment, man. You know, ah, I don't know. It was so nice to see. And then yeah. right after that moment, he's going to die. He's going to crash and die. But I'm glad he didn't. But I'm also sad that he got taken away by the Nazis. I'm worried. I kind of want to read up on his character to see if he died, but I kind of don't. I kind of just want to believe that he lived and had babies and could tell the story forever. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, man, Dunkirk's great, man. It's just... I, so this would be on my top list. And maybe at the, when we do the end of the year, it could it could be there. But I try to put movies on there that I know I would watch again. You know, like, I don't think Dunkirk, like, I might see it again, like, many, many years down the line. But it's a great film. I just don't know how many times I'd actually watch it again, you know? Yeah. Like, it was there's, great that's, seeing that's, it. There's a lot of like that for me. Yeah, and I think it's the way you should see it. The sound alone. I mean, this thing has to win a sound a sound design yeah. award, man. This is, It's fucking brilliant. Uh, the score as well. Um I don't know. It's just, it's great. Everyone should be seeing it. I was actually, it was a packed fucking theater, dude. And I was surprised. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. What can you say? Nolan, what are you going to do next? Let us know. Nolan's just super happy. Of our time. Yeah, just let us know. I mean, following some, uh, for me, it's like, I kind of like, I think he has to do a horror film next because he's doing like oh the Kubrick film. So, uh, uh, this guy's movie. Classy ghost film or something. Or an alien movie like a, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got like, I mean, he's done everything. He's got a sci-fi yeah. under the belt. He's got a superhero movie, you know, oh, or a big like yeah. epic fantasy or something like fucking swords and dragons and shit. Magic. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> That's what inception needed. I think there should have been more dragons and swords in inception. Why so <laughs> no. many guns? That would have been amazing. I'm looking at his director credits on uh, IMDb now, and, and he only has Dunkirk listed as the latest thing. So, well, yeah, he's gonna wait like five years and then blow us away again, motherfucker. I uh, know, right? It's probably gonna take a long vacation. Oh, he's, been going, he's been going hard for the last decade. Yeah, yeah longer almost. He's a BAMF man. I love me some Nolan. Did he put put out a documentary or something in between? He did a documentary short called Quay. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's about the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. 
key. It's pronounced key. Oh, key. Okay, gotcha. Brothers. Um, That's what it was. I wanted to see that. One of my, my, my movie watching experience with Dunkirk, just real quick, like 20, 30 minutes in, I, I, I start saying to myself, oh, this movie's not going to stop. I like yeah. it, this movie does not take a fucking break, and uh, like I, I very much on purpose. I mean, not just to make make the movie shorter, but also to I think anyway give the audience uh, the sense of just the relentlessness of war. You know, like if you're in the middle of a battle, that shit probably just goes on and on and on, and the action is just that movie just fucking just keeps on with the action. Like like you said, you're dropped in the middle of a fucking action scene. And then the movie fucking doesn't stop the action until the fucking end. Like, there's no... It doesn't let the fuck up at all. And I really appreciate that. Um, I think that... I kind of said this a little earlier, but Nolan definitely um, switched up his game a little bit for the better. You know, sometimes I switch it up and it's for the worse. This is for the better, you know? I mean, that... God, Nolan just knows what the fuck he's doing, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is like this is like the like Nolan had to do a war epic. I mean, as a director, you like at this caliber, you got to you have to do some kind of war epic. You know, you got yeah. to. So um, but I was going to say one of my biggest concerns about Dunkirk is. Did the guy ever get to take a shit? In the plane? Oh, uh, that guy. That guy he's trying the guy. to take a shit in the beginning. Then he yeah. in, and then it's like, does he ever like are you just holding your shit the whole time through war? That's yeah, it's another it's a that's a subtle device that Nolan's using to uh <laughs> further push the tension. I mean, I, it made me, I had I to was walk like, out I'm gonna go use the bathroom. To go pee. <laughs> the tension in your butthole. Yeah. I think movies should start doing intermissions. If movies are gonna be like more than two hours and ten minutes, there should be an intermission. I mean it this seems like those always, always, two always have to be either that or they should install those chairs from idiocracy. Because <laughs> There's a, there seems to be Something a movie has got to, to get shorter though. Like you got Dunkirk, which is a war epic that clocks yeah. in under two hours, well yeah. under under two hours. Thor, no, it's two hours on the dot. Oh, is it two hours? It's two hours exactly. It's, it's a it's a long movie, man. God, it's so fast though. Okay, I well, it was an hour and forty seven. It's actually one of one of his shorter movies though, as far as Nolan's yeah. concerned. It's supposed and to then, be like the shortest. You got Thor Ragnarok, which is a hundred minutes. Uh, Marvel's shortest film to date, and Dark Tower was also pretty short, apparently. Yeah, it's ninety-five. It's an hour like thirty. The thing is, is like I going back to Dark Tower real quick is like people. I mean, I understand why they're complaining because they're like you're going to shove eight books into one movie, and it's not that. Like, read up, people. Like, come read up. Just like read about what you're going to go see. Like, if you're worried about it, read, it's not it's not the whole movie. Yeah, they throw some stuff in from the books to give you a backstory on Roland and the Man in Black, and then they tie other shit in from other Stephen King. Like, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, basically, you'd have to read those seven books, then every other Stephen King novel or see the movies to get a lot of the references. So if you're not like a King fan, research about what you're going to go watch. And like, it's kind of nice to sit down and see an hour, 30 minute movie, man. You know, I agree. Right. Um, I don't yeah. like I don't I don't need every movie to be two hours and 30, 40, whatever the fuck, you know, uh, but I will say. But with good pacing like Dunkirk, if it is an hour or whatever, I think uh, I was going to look it up. But even if it is two hours, it's like well paced, you know, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. always keeping your attention. It's a well done movie. So I don't care to sit there for two hours. It's like I think like Valerian was like almost two hours or something. And my God, what a fucking travesty of a fucking film. 
My, uh, dude, I like I would much rather watch The Dark Tower over Valerian. Anyway. I was looking forward to Valerian. I even made a couple posts about it, even on the Superhouse page. Huge Fifth Element fan here. But I got to tell you, friends like like you, Maddie, and then and of course Rotten Tomatoes. I I just like I just can't bring myself to paying to go see that. I got to see it for free, so I mean it's great. But the first half of the movie is fun. Like I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then yeah. it's like this fucking force fed love story. There's no like chemistry between the two actors. It's like they're both good in their roles. It's just like they're supposed to be like sort of like Valerians, like a you know. Uh, man about town sleeps with whoever he wants and he's trying to win over the lady you know and then it's like i don't know it's like the last half of the movie just like just keeps meandering and it's like it's just like get to the fucking point there's an ethan hawk cameo with rihanna which we all saw in the trailer should have been fucking cut that's like 20 minutes of my life i want back <laughs> dude it's the worst because it's like hey you remember that scene from fifth element with like the opera rap hip-hop weird fucking thing that was actually pretty cool. Like, hey, we're yeah. gonna do that, but with Rihanna being a shapeshifter. And it's no! like, and it's oh like, but it's terrible. It's te like, it should have been cut from the movie. Maddie, and is this, is it the worst movie you've seen in the theater this year? Yeah, I would definitely say it's one of the worst movies God I've seen this damn. year. Damn. See, I just don't want to see it, man. And this is like a case of like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's got visual, it's got cool creatures in it. But it's like the characters you're following are terrible. They're not fully fleshed out. And I'm sure the comic's great that's based on. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's a fun read. Um, and it might like the character, like maybe the characters are, might even be that flat, but I don't know. I usually like the main guy uh was in a cure for wellness this year. I thought he was great in that. I've liked him in everything else I've seen him in, but I just don't, you know, I'm not saying he can't be like an action sci-fi star or whatever, but like Luke Basson, man, just hang up that hat, man. It's just like it's not working overly long man like that was one of the cases where i'm like fuck man this like i got out of that theater and my friends were like oh it's pretty good and i was like trash <laughs> literally like we could have done anything else <laughs> i was yes. like man i wish i would have gotten beers now but i wanted to pay attention to the movie and not get drunk because i've been already drinking since like 11 that morning so but yeah oh, I dude do, i do not want to see i mean i mean i'd say at the best it's like a rental with some people eating some pizza, drinking some beers and making fun. You know, honestly, it should be our next, like make fun of movie. I'd watch it again just for that. God, that uh, bad, huh? Fucking yeah. a man. I, I just, did not like it. It <laughs> makes just... me sad, man. Cause I, I really was genuinely looking forward to it. I like the, in the trailer where he's doing like, kind of like a video game platforming thing, making his own platforms and jumping and shit. I like the look. I know it's a bunch of fucking CG, but still kind of liked it. But I mean, God, these fucking reviews, man, I can't, I can't deal. Man, the, like the CG is like the CG looks nice. Like all the graphics in it are great. It's just like, it's like a classic. You know, you got to have a good story, and yeah. it doesn't. Like you, you don't care about anyone really. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just like at no point, even in the beginning, was I like, I don't even like. You've not given me any setup to really like make me like these characters that I'm following. Right. So uh, it's just, ah, dude, I was like, like I wanted to like it, man. I just wanted to have a good time, and I literally was like. Leaned over in the chair, uh, fist on face, like when the fuck, like I wanted to get yeah, up and walk out. Like, I was just like, thing. I'll just go watch the last half of Dunkirk. Just like, I'm sure I can catch up probably better than this. So, <laughs> um, but uh, dude, I was just like, cause I was trying to get people to go see Dunkirk, but everyone's like, no, let's go see something fun. I was like, all right, cool. I'm with some, I'm with some other people. So 
and it's free. So, but I yeah. don't know, man. I will usually I'll give a movie a second chance. I doubt I would give this one a second chance unless I was drunk and we were do, making fun of it through the entire thing. <laughs> All right. And talking around it. That's the only other way I'd watch it again. I was just like, oh, dude, I like. I feel like I'm like I was like Stefan during Kong when he just was like, oh, nope, got up and left. Yeah, if I was, I, sh- I should have left is what should have happened. But I was with yeah. people and I didn't want to yeah. be rude. If I was by myself, I would have gotten right. up and gone to another movie. Your friends liked it though. Uh, they said it was okay, but they also agreed with everything I said. But it's like it's free, so you know. But I was just like, not nah, not for me, man. Like they're like, oh, it's fun, and like the and like the stuff you see in the trailer, all that stuff is cool, and they expand upon it. Like when he's like doing the platformer thing and like running into these different worlds and like the worlds he's created in this one planet that is put together is great. And like the opening scene is all these different races coming together to build this planet, which is great. It's so cool, man. Like there's all this cool shit in it. It's just like, there it's like, there's no bones to it though. It's like, why should I care about, you know, I'd much rather follow any one of these characters. Like there's, you know, when the, in the trailer, there's a girl walks on that like beautiful Island place and she's like kind of like an alien and they have seashells and stuff on the beach. So sort like of, yeah. Homes. yeah. Like those characters are way more interesting and they like, they come back. It's kind of like the basis of the story, but like, I'm not sure I would have followed that alien race, man. I just, I don't know. It just did not do it for me. I mean, I'd be interested to see what you guys think for sure, but I'm I feel like I see it, man. So maybe, maybe video. I, I think I've, I've, I've put it, it you have such a bad taste in your mouth now, Andrew. I feel like you'll watch it and go, yeah, it's pretty good. Because <laughs> that's so that low expectation. So, that happens. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, do, do we have any uh, like final uh, things going on here? Or is that pretty much going to wrap us up? I do want to say one thing to, uh-huh. for Stefan mainly. So Junkie XL does the Dark Tower score. Oh, cool. And I think I'm coming around. I really nice. enjoyed the score <laughs> to Dark Tower. Uh, um, it was pretty cool. There's one shot where, I mean, you guys have seen the trailer where he's like shooting all the glass pieces and stuff as he's fighting the man in black. Yeah. Um, there's like his like epic, like his epic, like battle scene score. Pretty cool, man. I was really into it. Uh, nice. uh, Roland's theme is pretty dope too. And it's not like over the, it's not like over the top, like the wonder woman theme was, Wonder-Man. it's very much yeah. like, yeah, it's very much like, I mean, there's definitely those elements of like the electronic, like his background, but they're very mm-hmm. subtle and you got to listen to them. I like previewed the soundtrack on iTunes after, cause I was looking for that like final battle scene, uh, piece of music, which Ooh, I, I think it's probably, this. but, um, yeah, I really liked the score, man. I thought it was really good. I, you know, I have a little, I'm more excited to see him do more stuff now. Um, just because he could do something that's like a little darker and like, not so like, over the top because i mean what he did uh mad max uh fury road before this then he did the wonder woman theme or wonder yeah. woman or batman versus superman uh score so to do something like the dark tower has to be a little more subdued i think a little darker you know being a you know a horror fantasy kind of thing so i think that's where it shines like that electronic stuff i just need under like the score mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it adds a lot but i wanted to say that specifically because i was listening to it and i was like Hey, didn't Junkie XL do this? And I was like, ah, I gotta tell Stefan yeah. I like this shit. <laughs> I really do like that Wonder Woman theme. To me, it's like glow. It's like that wrestling bombastic like entrance music. You know, like yeah. there's something about it that has like attitude. I totally understand where you're from coming from. Um, but I, I'm very interested to hear the Junkie XL Dark Tower score now. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I uh I de- yeah, I was a big fan. 
that's basically going to wrap us up for episode 83. Woo. Wanted to thank Alethea and Athena Finger for coming on, as well as Ben Juan, once again, our senior Batman correspondent. Um, thank you, friends. Thank yes, you thanks. for. Yes, thank you super for giving friends. us super friends giving us that update as far as legal proceedings and all that. Hopefully, we won't get fucking sued for releasing this. And uh, what else? I oh, um, I forgot in the beginning, but uh, we are releasing the uh, the I guess you could say beta version of SuperhousePod.com. Yeah, um, Johnson's been working really hard on that, and we've been giving him feedback and. Um, the desktop version is the main one that works. Uh, you can view it on the mobile, but there are some bugs. But uh, the I guess you could call it the beta. It's it's out. It is definitely not perfect, but um, it's there, and um, we're you know progressing along slowly but surely. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. God damn. Everybody watch Batman and Bill if you haven't seen it yet. Put it in your top lists of movies for 2017 because it's great and we should all yes. see it. Yes, that movie, uh, I cried 18 times, so there's that. And uh, <laughs> No, it, it is really fucking awesome. And uh, I guess that's it, guys. So um, we'll check you later. Bye. Okay, goodbye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk tough. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. <laughs> you give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm, I'm a million for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>